Welcome back, universe. It's the SFBCPZ. S1, SF. That's an abbreviation for Sci-Fi Book Club Podcast Season 1 Season Finale. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Oh, oh, oh. God bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson. Heaven holds a place for those who pray. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. We'd like to know a little bit about you for our files. We'd like to let you learn to help yourself. Look around you, all you see is sympathetic eyes. Stroll around the grounds until you feel at home. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Oh, oh, oh. God bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson. Heaven holds a place for those who pray. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hiding in a hiding place where no one ever goes. Put it in your pantry with your cupcakes. It's a little secret, just a Robinson's affair. Most of all, you've got to hide it from the kids who cook at you. I'm your host, Brent Aldrich, and with me as always, via holographic projection, my co-host, Mr. John Love. Hi, John. Hi, Brent. Well, John, we uh, just finished uh, season one. We just uh, listened to the very last song on literally the most popular compact disc ever to be recorded 900 years ago in the future. That's the best of Simon and Garfunkel, uh, released in 1999, their greatest hit album, uh, released by Columbia Records and recorded between 1965 and 1970. Yes. It is that. Uh, couldn't be happier to be here. There's a lot of sweat, a lot of blood, too much blood. So much. Uh, some tears, not enough tears, mm-hmm. not enough Dyson, mm-hmm. exactly the right number of worms, generally the right number of legs, which is two. Yeah, so we've been uh, we've been recording uh, podcast episodes from the sci-fi books we found on our pod here, embedding them between each track listing of the only compact disc on our whole pod, the best of Simon and Garfunkel, released in Earth Year 1999, produced by Columbia Records. And now we've sent it off 900 years back in time, and hopefully we'll make contact here soon, this very night. Uh, I mean, knowing how popular Simon and Garfunkel are, which I, I pronounce it Simone and Garfunkel, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. Potato, potato. Right. Uh, so, so Simone and uh, Garfield, uh, great musicians, happy to have, you know, been graced by their lovely singing. Yeah. The way that we try and grace the universe with our lovely singing. As, every, as everyone knows, we found this pod, uh, you know, full of science fiction books and movies ephemera from your time and we've been broadcasting back to you now embedding on what we only assume is the most popular compact disc ever recorded that's right that's that's our whole deal the best of simon and garfunkel simone and garfunkel 
And uh, anyway, I guess we just wait around here and, and see if we hear back, see if we make contact, John. I think so. So that's pretty much all our content. So should yep. we wrap it up? I think it's time you can up. turn off the podcast and uh, do something else. As per usual, there's always a very early moment where we tell people this is the last thing you need to listen to to get all the crucial information and go on with your day, right. go on with your life. I got nothing to do, though, for the next uh, six hours. I don't know about you. Seven hours for me. Okay, perfect. Well, um, in that case, um, John, since since we're both here together on this pod that we uh, acquired legitimately, I thought maybe now is the perfect time to do uh, to recap our favorite twenty science fiction books and or movies <laughs> that we've uh, we've we've talked about all season long. Uh, I like that, but I think in, you can do that one. And in lieu of uh, of that list, I think I'm going to do the top twenty segments from throughout the podcast universe. Perfect. Uh, starting out with number twenty. Your fuck up of the week. <laughs> everybody's favorite, everybody's twentieth favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fuck up of the week was us fucking up the intro song a little bit, but also singing very well. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I don't know where any of these bits go, so we're just kind of gonna we're gonna figure it out. I think uh, I, I I feel like that one's been mostly on you. To be fair, um, I I tend to get everything right, so I don't know. I accept the blame. Yeah, and that was your fuck up of the week. <laughs> did it have a sound effect? I just pressed that button to make that. If if it did and that was it, then it's a very appropriate sound effect. <laughs> So, yeah. All right, moving on. Anyway, um, John, I think before we really get going, um, I, I do see out of the corner of my eye a very sparkly, pearly white uh, smile appearing six feet up in the air. So. Cheshire cat grin coming yeah. from the lip portal. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, hey guys. guys. Can you hear me? Am I, I getting through? through? Who's that now? <laughs> You don't, you don't recognize, recognize my, my list? list? <laughs> What's it really? right now? Yeah, and a little bit of tongue. Uh, you, don't you don't recognize, recognize those, those either? either? You don't have updated dental records. Unbelievable. Well, hey, hey it's, it's Adam. Adam. Oh, Adam. Well, hey, it's Adam. Oh, Adam. Hi, Adam. I thought the flip portal would give it away. I'm, I'm the only person that uses it. That you know about. That's, That's fair. fair. Thank you. And that I, just thought, I just thought that was your only, only web portal, portal you, know? you know? That was Adam's Fairness Corner, and back to the pot. Yeah, John's, John's got lip portals just lying all over the place, let's be honest. That's true. Wow. Hey, Adam. Oh, hey. Hey. So, uh, here's here's the jam. I don't know how much of that you, uh, you caught through, like, the however you hear vibrations in your teeth or whatever, your gums. Yeah, yeah the, the teeth, teeth are great. great. They've got, got a, a bunch of nerves. nerves. They, they pick, pick up, up the, the, vibra- vibra- the, the vibratos. vibratos. <laughs> the, the vibrations as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard, I heard all, all of it. it. What's, What's up? up? So, uh, we, we, just, uh, we just finally sent off that transmission to 900 years ago. And uh, oh, congrats! Thanks. Appreciate Are you famous, famous yet? We're I I I'm expecting it within ten minutes. <laughs> I'm expecting it within nine hundred years. Yeah, so I, John's, John's answer, answer makes, makes sense. sense. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Space time isn't linear, guys. Well, same, same works in real time, though. Yeah. 
So anyway, we're uh, we're just sitting around here talking about you know all our favorite bits and books and butts and bags and bats and frogs. Mm. Yeah, and Matthew McConaughey. Is- oh, well, oh, you know, know I feel, I feel about, about you know, you know which, which one's, one's my favorite. favorite. We do know that. You just, you just can't, can't beat the original. original. 1.0, baby. 1.0. I was referencing 1.5. 1.0 is... He's too, too vintage, vintage for me. me. The original, the original is 1.5. I didn't mean to offend you. You're, You're okay. okay. I'm, I'm just lips, lips for, for now. now. Yeah. I mean, we, we all know your new famous book. I'm just lips for now. The Adam story. Mm-hmm. The, the Adam story. The sad, sad, sad life. life. Adam, um, here's the thing. I don't know if, if you're making that other noise or if you've crossed streams with the lip portal again because it looks like there's another. <laughs> there's, there's two, two lips? lips? I, mean, I mean, four, four two, two sets, sets of, of lips. lips? Two pairs? <laughs> there's a fuck ton of teeth. I'll say a set of pairs. <laughs> and there's like a bee or something? Is it a big bu- <laughs> a bumblebee? Hey, hey guys, guys how's, how's it going? going? It's going well. Yay. Yay. It's me. Well, hello, welcome. welcome. <laughs> AKA Z, if I remember correctly. Hey, gang. I don't know what happened. The time rift. I don't either. Okay. Got split open. Okay. Right. I think it was my presence that sort of overwhelmed this technology. The lip portal? <laughs> The lip portal technology. Okay. There were just too many teeth. Too many teeth. Hey, not enough teeth. Looks like our lip portal's back up and running. Our maintenance guy, Steve, fixed that real quick. He's out out doing a ship inspection. Nice. Yeah. Good guy. And that brings us to number 20 in your top 20 (laughs) countdown of the best books and movies we've reviewed on this podcast. Uh, I only have 18 things on my list, so number 20 is N.A. Uh, I give that two out of two legs. That was a, the best episode. It wasted the least amount of people's time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. I don't know if I can I jump into your segment. Is yeah. that allowed? Yeah. All right. Well, I we're did. still talking about number twenty. Number twenty. I laughed. I cried. There's a lot of blood. Too much blood. Not enough tears. Too many teeth. Too many teeth. Too many legs. Actually, but I already rated two out of two, so right, right amount of legs, too many teeth. So, hey, Z, um, now that you're coming through at Lip Portal, um, I did want to ask you, though, um, I, I think last time we were on, you had just finished your book, um, uh, <laughs> I'm Hungry, Let's Go Eat Some Snacks, Like Pizza, Down the Road, etc. The Hunger Games? The Hungry oh, Games. I think you're referring to... Um, I heard there's pizza down... I'm finally... I'm hungry because I heard there was pizza down the street. Let's play a game. Uh, let's get there. Let's call it um, Hunger Games, period. <laughs> that well-known... Was it, was it Hunger Games or The Hungry Games? It was It was The Hungry Games, I for, believe. Nice. For sure. You have a knack for titles of books, I have oh. to say. And I've always respected that about UZ. You Think know you what? Know that, that makes me feel great because I often get a lot of um, haters on my on my titles. You know. What do they say? 
Um, oh, they say, you know, you know, the millennials these days, they can only concentrate on the first three words and then they they don't want to pay attention to the rest. So that's sort of something that I've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. Now, do they yeah, anything more than three words? You'll have to text it to them. Yeah. Those millennials. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. If you um, if you wrote a book about millennials, which maybe that's the next one in, in, in the pipeline that you're working on, what do you what would you call that one? Oh, um, well, you know, I'm Wait, thinking well, of... Sorry, so t- tell me when you start telling me the title, because it's, it's always a little confusing when that happens. So just say, title starts now, and then the rest of it. Um, okay, well, title starts now. Title starts now. Begin, millennials, paying attention. This is important. Period. <laughs> End of title? And end of end of um, title end of title. So end of title end of title. According to your logic, too, the millennials will only read. Title starts now. <laughs> Correct. Correct, Brent. Great. Well, the millennials need to know when titles start, so it tracks. It, yeah, it's important. Are you are you working on any new um, writing projects beyond that one? You know. Um, I, I, I began working on, an, on, a, on a new project, but um, I had an incident that happened to me. My, um, my one leg sort of broke, um, so I'm sort of in this, you know, wheelchair right now, this um, hovering wheelchair, and I haven't really been able to get up very, very, very often, and you know how that affects my brain. I can't really think and write. Mm, without that one big hovery leg? It's the leg that really gives me momentum in my books. Okay. Um, and without it, I'm sort of stabilized so right now. Is, is the wheelchair fairly fairly literal, in meaning it's a chair that has wheels? Or is it like something, some kind of apparatus that just gives you two legs to amble about on? It's called a wheelchair, but really it's just something I sit on that hovers. <laughs> So, like one big leg? <laughs> no! Is it shaped exactly like your one big leg? Yes, but it's not the same. Well, either well, way, terrible. It's I would say half as many giant legs as you need. When I tell it to go right, it goes left. Oh. Uh, that's much worse. Yes. Far worse. Which brings me to number 19 on my countdown. Top 20 uh, books and movies we've talked about on this podcast. Number 19, also in Dash A. We, I only have 18 items on my top 20 lists. We'll come back to number 18 next. And that brings me to the number 19 best segment of the podcast. Brent's Butt Corner. Welcome to Brent's Butt Corner. I'm your co-host, John Love, and with me as always, Brent's Butt. Hey, Brent's Butt. <laughs> Thank you for the obvious joke. And that was Brent's Butt Corner, every the universe's 19th favorite segment. <laughs> Man, that guy's full of shit. Heyo! That, that, was, that was still part of Brent's Butt Corner. Because it deserved it. Classic Brent. 
So easy. Mm. Classic Brent's butt. Just another classic episode of that beloved segment. Your number 19 favorite segment in the universe. You decide, universe. Uh, with with that, I do think, um, John, it should be about like mile marker one point seven five light years on that on that marathon outside, which means we should probably open up our door and see if we got some friends running past about now. You got your Carolyn sweet tea bottles ready to spray on them. I always have Carolyn sweet tea bottles ready to spray on them. Okay, Carolyn sweet tea, the stickiest sprayed tea in the galaxy. Spray. Sip, and we're back. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk over to the door and open it up. So many legs are scattering. This is awful. How head. many legs do you have? He has seven legs. Seven. Five too many. Yeah. Six too many. Slow down, Hot Wheels. And here they are coming around the final lap. Uh, it's uh, 1.75 light years on the five light year race. Uh, coming out of behind, they're making a big rally. Number one, number two, number three. Hola, buenas noches. <laughs> oh. Hello. How's it going? Hello. <coughs> What's that mean? I'm sick, guys. Hey, John. Yeah, what's up? I see our our friend, our one friend with the three heads. <laughs> our one friend with three heads and four too many legs, if I remember correctly. They, I feel like they're detachable and they can add or subtract legs as at their pleasure. One of them was speaking Spanish. That was confusing. <laughs> 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 sick. I don't know what that is. I'm learning Spanish in my free time. Also, number three was surgically removed. <laughs> Oh no, we only have one and two? Yes. Uno and dos? Uno and dos. Three legs now. Did you hear that, universe? It's terrible. What happened to my other leg? <laughs> Did it break also? Apparently. <laughs> oh, okay. You're one I didn't that notice. Mic, by the way. Eat those mics, ladies. And welcome <laughs> to everybody's 18th favorite segment Eat those mics, ladies. <laughs> Um, John, it's our. Let me run back over to my seat. All right, <sighs> winded. Uh, John, it's our friends. Uh, I I thought number one, number two, and number three, but apparently something's happened surgically, and it's just number one, number two. Something happened surgically, and something happened uh, Spanish-wise, I guess. Mm-hmm. So now they're they're also no uno and dos. Uno and dos. That their official names. We're bilingual yes. now. So. <laughs> Uno and Dos, we're bilingual now. <laughs> wow. Great segment. That's the 17th best ever. And we're back. So, Uno and Dos. Uh, si. Uh, ooh, ooh. You're speaking the language, Spanish. I understand. Yeah. Uh, it's going well. You know, I can't read, but, you know, I just listen and repeat, you know. So, Maso Menos. Mm-hmm. Listen, is. wash, repeat. That's right. Universe. It's just like laundry. Laundry, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help. I'm trying to accommodate our Spanish-speaking guests. Right. 
You're always very open-minded with all of our guests on the pod. And our listeners. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, number one, number two, or should I say uno and dos? Mm-hmm. You should say that. We're thick in the middle of, uh, you know, just uh, sitting here talking about all of our favorites, uh, books and movies we've talked about on this podcast this season. And it's fortuitous that uh, the two of you are running past this time because uh, I'm just now at number 18 on the top 20 countdown of my favorite books and movies from this season. It's that iRobot movie in last place, which I believe you two were um, a part of the book for, if I recall, the iRobot book. And then these two, Adam and Z, part of the iRobot movie podcast, a.k.a. The Goodsmith. Um, I'm putting. You know which one? Okay, here's the thing, guys. Of everything that we have watched or read, that is, I'm making sure to point out in last place, uh, the iRobot movie. Not a big Will Smith fan. Oh, the Good Smith? Is the... that who you mean? <laughs> yeah, which Smith are you talking about? Is it the Good Smith or the Bad Smith? Good Smith. Smith oh, greater. Okay. Um, I hated that movie, guys. There was a lot of slow-mo effects in it. Mm-hmm. That's about all I remember. And if that's the case, then it's probably not a great movie. I'd even like make a good note of the number of legs per, per average. But I will say, a lot of the robots did have two legs, so that was delightful. The only plus side? No. <laughs> One legs are better. Uh, you decide, universe. Three legs. Wrong. Wrong. False. Two legs or bust. Guys, I can't see legs. And and by that I mean my eyes still aren't through. I can't see legs. What do you what do you Your eyes aren't through yet? They're not. My big stinking nose is through. (laughs) My right eye is through. Uh, What do you see? Well, I can only see the le- the the left side of the room with my right eye. Mm-hmm. And you can see his big stinking nose. No. Yeah. What do you smell, Adam? Well, I smell the good Smith in a really awful movie. Okay. To to bring it back to our point. Is that a metaphor or not? You actually smell. I smell it. Yeah, it's great. It's bad. I didn't. I had no Must be talking about. Smell a vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so awful, much. awful movie. Adam, what can you see with your eyes right now? Oh, um, the interior of my spaceship. Yeah? Which is roughly person-sized. So, darkness? <laughs> mm. Like your soul. Like my soul. Great. Yes. It's, it's only large enough to encapsulate my body. Okay. Is it buried six feet underground? It could be. This might not even be a spaceship. I'm not ruling it out. So, um, uh, Uno and Dos, um, you at least read a portion of iRobot. I read the whole thing. See, Nathan. After. (laughs) And I'm I'm curious, have either of you seen that movie, perchance? I have not. I'm not a good Smith fan. Say more. What, why is it your worst, like? I feel like I talked about it. For way too long. Are you guys not podcast but, fans? 
Is she too busy training for marathons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, too busy rolling along Running, while she trains first. That's a full full jobs. schedule. It's a full life. Yeah. Three we chicken jobs. These new rollerblades. They're actually bulldozers. What? So. <laughs> Great. For me, since I'm a leech, so, you know, it's effective. It helps. You don't have time for movies. I feel like by marathon, you guys are actually just, like, flattening earth with your bulldozer mm-hmm. shoes. Replanting chicken. Planting? Is that what's happening? You bury the bones and you grow chickens. I mean, I love burying my bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In what? Ah. The earth. In a- Six feet deep. In a bone-sized sarcophagus. Exactly. Exactly. I knew exactly where you were going. So, so since last time I talked to you, you two, Adam and Z, I'm actually writing my own book. It's called Bone-sized Sarcophagus. <laughs> it's a John story. Ooh. Period. It's a pop-up book. Which it is a pop-up book. All of them. <laughs> I only have one bone. Just kidding. How many? Pictures I have one bone it? to pick with you guys, who have more than more or less than two legs. It's the the leg bone, which is connected to the <laughs> hip bones. Wow, scientifical. Yep. Scientific. Universe, you decide. I feel like um, here's the things I hate about that movie. It was all in slow motion. Um, mm. The characters didn't evolve, and. The robots were useless. I feel like I talked about their limited capacity for a long time. They could so, only carry so many bags. I don't want to <clears throat> make <throat> this political, but uh, all the robots did manual labor. Are you saying that manual labor is not valuable? Um, uh, I feel like they need to try a little harder. Let's be honest. You should have bulldozers. It should have bulldozer roller rollerblades. It's a very difficult thing to say for whatever reason. Roll dozer buller blades. Roll rolly poly dozer blades. I don't know. I used to be a manual laborer. We haven't got into it, but it's a big part of my backstory. Which brings me to number seventeen on our top twenty countdown, which is the other movie that was on your episode. That freaking Ender's Game movie. Uh, second to last, two thumbs down. Hated it. Pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Yes. So, 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 what makes it uh, less bad than an iRobot? Do you have a comparison? That's a good question. I hated that iRobot movie so much. Um, man, I loved it. Oh, I, I fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah, it was like falling in love all over again. I, I fell in love. I felt emotions I've never felt before when I when I watched it. Including, yeah. What are those? Emotions? What emotions? Well, I mean, after peeing my pants, That's I I felt the sense of. I mean, wet. Okay, would be well, a, no. I disagree. <laughs> All right. After peeing my pants, I felt a sense of relief immediately. Good. You um, never felt relief. I don't know if that. I don't know if that had anything to do with the movie or because I just had to pee. But but really, that movie made me um, want to have kids, I think. Like robot kids? What are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah, robot kids. Go Children on. that are robots. How, how do robots make kids, Z? Carefully. Yeah. Also, hey, in iRobot, why would, you, why would you ever start a movie with... Um, 
with uh, the Stevie Wonder song, Very Superstitious. Why would anyone do that? Mm. See, now that's the part I peed my pants, so I, I kind of missed it. I kind of missed that. Ugh. It sets the tone. You know when that happens, it's going to be some kind of mystery. Superstition is going to be involved somehow. Some kind of murder yeah. she wrote situation. <laughs> Which is what you mm-hmm. want, as far as I'm concerned. Have you ever murdered? What? Uh, Follow up question: Have you ever murdered? Yes. First question: Have you ever wrote a murder? Second question: Have you ever murdered? I'm sorry. Can you repeat the first question? Have you ever wrote a murder or written a murder? (laughs) Well, in my in my past, I have written many murders, but um, they never made it off off the page and into. Into the hearts and minds of a generation. (laughs) Yeah. Correct. Um, And I'd rather not answer the second question. Have you ever caused a human being to come through harm or through inaction also cause a human being to come to harm? (laughs) That sounds like a title of of, (laughs) of one of my books. What? Um... But no, um, the, I I feel comfortable answering that, and yeah, no, I have not murdered. Uno, um, dos, have you ever murdered? See, I didn't. Were you there when Uno murdered? Of course I was there, but I was asleep. Yeah, she had her eyes closed. This was a long, long, you know, I did my time. It was a good <laughs> in the race. <laughs> you couldn't let him win. So, Uno, you did your time. You went to jail? For a little bit, yeah. Was Dose and Trace there? I mean, Dose and Three? Yeah, that's uh, that's where Three was surgically removed, actually. You know, it was a little... Oh, in the slammer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the old ball and chain. <laughs> that's the expression. That's the one. And this is my seventeenth favorite segment. Uh, fucking up expressions. This week on fucking up expressions, the old ball and chain. I used it wrong. Sorry. And that was fucking up segments, sponsored by Corona Sweet Tea, Sweet Tea in the Galaxy Sip. And we're back. And that brings me to my number sixteen on our top twenty countdown of favorite books and movies. Interstellar. You remember that movie, Adam? Oh, boy. <laughs> Do I? That is pretty high on your list and not in a good way. I'm, you know what? When it came down to it and I, I was just like comparing everything, I feel like at the time I was really positive about it. Like after we all watched it the first time, I liked it a lot. Um, but then just like comparing it to everything else, um, not feeling it. I mean, and I'll say, like, after I saw it once, I had no desire to see it again. <laughs> hmm. um, I think this well, is well, you know what they say. To each their own wrong opinion. <laughs> they do say that. John, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't forgive you. So, I don't know. I think this is a real message to millennials that books are worth reading because it seems like, you know, you're going to have some books up there high on the list, hopefully, maybe. And movies, even though they're good, relatively unsatisfying compared comparatively. So read a lot and read more than three words. 
Millennials. And that's me shaking a stick at Millennials, everybody's favorite segment. Which number of favorite would you say? That's the 16th favorite segment in the universe. I liked that segment. Thank you. I he, figured you would. Can you see him shaking a stick? Are both your eyes through now? He, I don't both know. Both of my eyes are through, and yeah. I can. Yeah. I don't know where I even got this stick. Where'd you get that stick, John? I'm not going to disclose that. All right, what's next? Let's keep this baby rolling. Okay, which brings us now to number 15 on the top 20. That would be a tie. It's a tie. Both. Oh, wow. Yeah, unprecedented. Uh, It's a tie for life, the universe, and everything, and restaurant at the end of the universe. Number two and three in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Tied for number 15. Adam, were you you were around for at least one of those? Is that right? I was around for the first one. Oh, that's right. Well, that's not for on sure. the not on the countdown yet. Um, but but no- I'll just have to wait patiently. Okay. Twiddling my thumbs in this small container that my thumbs are still in. Yeah, I can't see your thumbs yet. Are they in a separate container? They're not. They're in the same. I just have to kind of fidget and um, tuck my hands in so that I can twiddle. It's really, I shouldn't do that. Uh, you know, I could just think about twiddling my thumbs, but it's a statement. The old tuck and grind. The old tuckeroony. Okay, well, I, I guess, have you read those? Have you read numbers two and three or any of the others, um, Adam, in that Hitchhiker's Guide series? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Well, I... I you know, as you say, the Hitchhiker's Guide has not made it on this list just yet. Um, but the second and the third, I felt like, well, they're tied for number 15 and um, did not hold up, in my opinion, quite as well as the original. Much mm. like the Matthew McConaughey's. Mm. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, we talked, that's, I feel like that's one of the few books that we really, like both of those two were kind of the few that we really uh, felt comfortable bad mouthing a little bit mm-hmm. just in i don't know i think they were good for what they were but they were just kind of unsatisfying uh reads because it was mainly just a way to set up like his little punchlines. Yeah. and you know if you're listening to any sci-fi content especially podcasts you're not out there for the dumb jokes you're not out there for the sweet tea what are you out there for john seven worms for dyson your 15th fort fort 15 favorite segment in the universe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven! Worms for Dyson. Hi, universe. Welcome to Seven Worms for Dyson. The search for Dyson, unfortunately, does continue. Uh, so we now have like 49 plus worms gone uneaten. If you see Dyson out there, let us know. We, we just want him back. Uh, that's all. Just I, bring him back to his mom, Paul. Just, just bring him back home. He, he got lots of worms to eat. He got homework to do. He's got kisses to get from rent. He's got segments to be a part of. He's got uh, grass he's, to mow. He's got so much karaoke left unsung. He's so much karaoke. He's got teeth to brush. He's got so many corners to be in. He's got... Worms to eat again. I, I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. But these worms were bred to want to be eaten. And if you 
to not get on board from a humanitarian situation. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Uh, you're a bad person. <laughs> Bring back Dyson. Sip. <laughs> Which, I suppose, brings me to number 14 on Grand Rhythm. Number 14 is... And I feel like I have to preface this one. And I think, John, you were maybe the only one on this episode with me. Number 14 is Childhood's End. Now, let me say, this is a book that we read, uh, just John and I. I liked it, I think. However, in retrospect, I remember approximately zero things about that book. Because the only thing that stands out to me is our sponsor, Carolyn's Sweet Tea, the sweetest tea in the galaxy. Sip, thank you. We're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um, it what? Yeah, that's it, another one that seems totally distant. I remember basically nothing about it. Similarly, but uh, this tea is—it couldn't be sweeter. Hmm. I'll say that. In the same way, the book that's kind of soured in my memory, <laughs> the sweet tea just keeps on being sweet. Childhood and the sourest science fiction book in the galaxy. Yeah, I, I sour sounds. I really remember nothing about this book, which is kind of incredible. Um, all, all I remember is Carolyn, who appeared in that universe and into our own. Right now, I mean, I remember somehow there was like these. Well, the overlook. I don't know. I'm not going to try and give a synopsis. Let's. But. And now it's time for a John synopsis corner segment. The, the 14th best segment in the history of the Sci-Fi Book Club podcast. Hi, everyone. I. And John. Good synopsis. Hey. Podcast gold ended. Uh, I, that's how much I remember about the book. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. The end. The end of that segment. Sip. And we're back. And we're back. Okay. So, Adam, it looks like you're you're into your neck in here at this point. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, you need anything? Can we uh, can we offer you some worms or Carolyn's sweet tea? That sweet tea uh, sounded good, except uh, do you have any unsweet? Unsweetened? You turn right back around. Get the fuck out of here. Well, as you know, I have to get all the way in to go all the way back. <laughs> this is going to be a painful remainder of this podcast. Well, isn't it simply just you unsweeten it? You take the, the sweet. Can you do that for me? You get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> That is our sponsor. I'll take water. No. What's what's that? You get nothing. Can I have some water also? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh. Do you think you could unsweeten the um, sweet iced tea for me? I thought you meant unsweeten the water. Uh, no, I can't do that. Oh. Okay. Well, then I'll just have some water unsweetened. Sure. Yeah, we can unsweeten the water. No problem. Yeah, we got a thank you, thank you. filter for that. And this Fantastic. segment of Podcast Gold, brought to you by Corellin Sweet Tea, <laughs> the sweetest tea in the galaxy sip. Thank you, we're back. Uh, which brings me to number 13. Number 13, another sequel, Dune Messiah. John, do you remember anything about Dune Messiah? Um... <laughs> No, honestly. Um, Moving right along. <laughs> all right. To number 12. Great. I don't know what I'm about. Dune. 
uh, directed by Frank Povich. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's a movie, and it beats some books. Um, Yodorowsky's Dune, about um, a Dune movie that never got made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, m- mainly I remember that Yodorowsky himself was just kind of a creepy dude. Yep. For the most part. But apparently, that, based on your list at least, that is more entertaining than... The Good Smith. Here's the thing. That was a terrible movie. Uh, I'm just going to point out again how awful the iRobot movie was, and it can go to robot hell. Uh, Yodorowsky's Dune, at least, I feel like, to me, had some references to, like, other filmmaking. It had, like, that artist Moibus. It had... Mm -hmm. um, Salvador Dali. What's his name? Who talks like this? Eager. Yes, thank you. What a weirdy. Yeah. So it at least has some interesting people in it. but um, And I watched it twice, which I felt like was more than I wanted to do for some of these other books and movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you watched it twice intentionally? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I would subject myself to the same thing. And yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was good and informative, but I don't know. You get all the information the first time, and then you just have to, if you watch it again, just deal with how kind of creepy Yodorowsky himself is. He is. So. Yeah. That's true. I mean, honestly, the most interesting part of that movie is everyone except for Yodorovsky. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think that a similar movie about like David Lynch's Dune would be kind of just as entertaining because David Lynch is also just a, kind of a weird dude. Which brings me to number eleven. Number eleven, Lynn, aka Dune, directed by David Lynch. Yes. Um, yeah, which I, I, I agree. I, I kind of love that movie and would love to hear or, or watch a whole movie about uh, the making of that Dune movie mm-hmm. with David Lynch. Yeah, and, and I think we talked about this on the podcast, but especially because it seemed like it got kind of gutted a little bit. They, they wanted to make it shorter for a filmic release, and so they took out a bunch of the content of the movie. And, and there's so, we talked about it. I mean, there's so much content... Uh, very complex stuff going on in the book that it was just tough to get it all in. Uh, but there was some very weird, like, fetus monsters in David Lynch fashion. So, made it all worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Did you just say fetus mo- monster? Yeah. 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 You ever seen one of those? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have. Who, Thanks for asking. Who here has seen a fetus monster? No. I'm sorry, what? Who of, of ever... Okay, so, Z, you've seen a fetus monster... Yeah, may have. I've seen it. Okay. Yes. Uno, dos? Dope, maybe. Oh. Mm, I guess maybe, because I'm connected to dose. <laughs> Adam, you ever seen a fetus monster? <laughs> are, are we verbally confirming, or should I raise my tongue? Just, just yeah, do that. Uh, okay, uh, that kind of looks like a fetus monster, but I don't know what it meant. And John, you ever seen a fetus monster? Uh, only in that that in Lynn. Only yeah, in only Lynn. in Lynn. Okay, so, likewise. Yep. Z, how many? How many have you seen? Because it sounds like you've seen a lot of them. I lost count. After what? After you know, five years ago, I lost count. Okay, that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> Great, and now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Your fourteenth favorite segment. We Jimmy That Door and See What We Find. Welcome to We Jimmy That Door and See What We Find. I'm your host, John Love, and with me as always, Brent Aldrich. Hi, Brent. Hi, John. Uh, so, Brent, there's that door. Can we Jimmy it and see what we find? Hey, yeah, I brought a Jimmy. Let's see what we find. All right. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Where's, Jimmy, Jimmy, where's Jimmy, 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 Jimmy rocking everywhere. 
Uh, oh, man. Oh, wait. So oh. what I'm seeing is... Oh, wow. For one, uh, unsweetened curl and sweet tea. Wow. And a letter <laughs> to myself from my future self. So oh, let's wow. just open this up. Dear John, it's me, John. I mean, it's you, John. Here's some curl and sweet tea unsweetened. There's actually a huge market for this type of thing, and you shouldn't be such an asshole to your guests. Also, two legs rule, three legs drool. Your friend, love you, hi buddy, nice to see ya, John from the future. Bye. Wow. Okay, two things jump immediately. Hold on, hold on. sorry, sorry. Uh, in the note, there's like uh, an asterisk about a bunch of asterisk around a bunch of clapping noises. So I... Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, two, two, two immediate uh, observations there. It seems like one, uh, future John seems like he's maybe uh, evolved in regards to relationships to our guests, which is, I don't know, an interesting thing. Uh, second, secondly, though, um, it's funny to me that to make Carolyn's unsweetened tea, they first sweeten the tea, Carolyn's sweet tea, and then unsweeten it. Who, who would have thought? It's part of the brewing process, I think. I oh, know. yeah. Uh, do you know anything about tea? Do I know anything about tea? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah. What do you want to know? All of it. Ask, grill me. Just bring it on. Yeah. No, I'm just saying you didn't understand the brewing of the sweet and unsweetened tea, so. Oh, no, I, I know all about that. Hey, Z, have you ever written any, like, cookbooks or anything? What are you referring to? Um, You know, that... Yeah, that like blue metal winning cookbook that you wrote. What was that called? Oh, that was called Cook It. Can you cook it? <laughs> wait, wait. So, Cook It. <laughs> I'm not done. Okay. Oven mitts are important. That's all. That that was the end. Which part was the end? <laughs> Oven mitts are important. No, she said, said that's all, and then that was that's... the end. So I think that's all is part of the title, and then it's over. Correct. Part out. Cook it. Can you cook it? Can you cook it? Cook it. Oven mitts are important. That's it. That's no. it. No, that's all. Don't the oven. That's all, folks. Adam, have you ever cooked it? Have you ever bopped it? Have you ever twisted it? Have you ever pulled it? You ever flicked it? You ever twizzled it? You ever wriggled it? <laughs> you ever jiggled it? You ever... That's a good book. You ever booked it? Now, that is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a classic. Classic. Exactly. Yeah. It's on my bedside table right now. How do you know? If, if you're through the lip portal and your whole head's through now, what if somebody stole that off of your bedside table? Well, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, Thank you. my... You're welcome. <laughs> Actually, my um, wheelchair, that's what they call it, is I'm pushing forward, but as, as you know, it's, it's bad, so it's going reverse. So, actually, my right eye is back in my world, um, and I can see it in the corner of you're, my... 
You're going accidentally back through the, the lip portal? I'm trying to go forward. Well, as far as I know, this is unprecedented. Adam said he couldn't he had to come all the way through to go back the other way. Well, not when you're in a wheelchair portal. Oh, it's a wheelchair portal. So are, are, are the portals, like, entirely exclusive, entirely different? Just somehow our end is mixed up together? It seems like it. Okay, okay. Oh, no. We need to have Steve take a look at that. I know. Cross, cross the old lips with the old wheelchair once again. Classic Steve repairing stuff. And that brings me to number 12, uh, I think, on our list of favorite segments. Steve repairing stuff. Hey, Steve. Uh, welcome to Steve Repairing Stuff. You're Steve. Repair something. He must be. Uh, he must be out on a ship inspection right at the moment. He's probably out repairing stuff. Thanks, Universe. Yeah. Sip. <laughs> that was motor oil that John was drinking. Of course, that's what you always drink at the end of Steve Repairing Stuff. And we're back. Which brings me to number ten on the top of the right. Number ten. The Blade Runner. Man, that's one. That is the very first episode that we ever recorded. Um, embedded on that Simon and Garfunkel, the best of Simon and Garfunkel CD released in 1999 by Records. Um, the Blade Runner. Adam, uh, you watched that with us, correct? I sure did. Yeah. My eyes just made it through that day, so. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you didn't hear any of it? Just saw it? Just my eyes. Well, you know, my eyes have become pretty uh, tuned, just like my teeth, so. Right. I heard it too, I guess. In a manner of speaking. Okay. Some mimery. The, bl- mm. the Blade Runner, uh, the mime production of Blade Runner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's one I forgot about, you know, because it was so long ago, it feels like at this point. And uh, I kind of loved it. It's fantastic. A, it's a great a, movie. I feel like, here's the thing about it too. Um, it was one that took the book that it was kind of based on as I would say like inspiration, but not as like direct, like we have to make every, like, I mean, it, it totally diverged from the book, but I think in a really good and interesting way, whereas some of the other books that we watch or the movies that we watch either tried to like be too literal or were just like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I feel like some of the other ones, not that I was trying to watch them like with a book copy in hand and be like, um, you got that part wrong. Um, actually. Yeah, it feels like the one kind of weird one in that conversation would be like Dune because David Lynch seems like tried to do like the straightest version that he could, but just he's David Lynch. So he throws, again, fetus monsters into it. Yeah. And uh, just does David Lynch stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, in general, I, I would say the same thing. It's uh, that book was, or no, the movie uh, Blade Runner kind of had its own merits, roughly based on the book, but not a direct copy mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And Harrison, Harrison Ford, President President States. Harrison Ford, who also was in the Ender's Game movie. I mean, there's another reason I like the Ender's Game movie more than the iRobot one. Mm-hmm. Our fair. President Harrison Ford was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very fair. Get off my plane, Ender. We're home. Which brings me to number eight. I'm wondering. Uh, Flatland. Oh, shit. Way Mem- back in the day. Remember Flatland? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, that was, I think, of all the podcasts we've done, that was the time that I drank a little bit too much of our Christmas special after dark 
uh, special Corona sweet tea mixed with vodka drink. <laughs> I got a little out of it towards the end of that one. Uh, sorry, universe. So that one, when we when we read that book too, that was the one that was paired with Interstellar. Actually, interestingly enough, yeah, and math stuff, yeah, going on in both of them, basically, yeah, a lot of math, a lot of multiple dimensions. Tesseract, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I mean the whole the general premise is like trying to explain uh, a, a flatland was trying to explain like the fourth dimension to a being from that only exists in three dimensions and how. Not not even confusing that would be, but just um, it's literally like an impossible kind of task. It, it does, there's no context to uh, to discuss that sort of thing. And Interstellar had yeah a similar thing, like trying to represent four dimensions uh, in a in a movie um, to people that exist in three dimensions. So yeah, I mean I uh, I like both of those. I don't know. I I think if I had made this same list, I would put Interstellar kind of up there with Flatland. Oh yeah, as well. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I like I like Interstellar a lot. Yeah, definitely above the uh, two Douglas Adams books that we didn't mm. uh, super get behind. Mm-hmm. So made me think harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Interstellar. I mean, like I, I do feel like when I went and saw it, I really loved it, and I think on the podcast talked about it very positively. But I don't know that like I would watch it again necessarily. I mm. guess. Yeah. Fred. Um, yep. It seems as if my my um, wheelchair hoverboard yep. is now completely going in reverse very quickly. Um, I can I only have my lips, just okay. the tips of my lips now. Uh, uh, and which it, it which, seems like I am in no control. The lippy tippers. Yeah. Which, the by the way, tippers. maybe is a recommendation for you, the title of your next book. Just the tips of my lips. Okay, I'm thank thank you so. I'm writing it down right now. Just the, the whole book. Wow. <laughs> Hammering it out. All right. If we can have a full live book reading of that entire book, tips of my lips, as you write it in full time in real time, that'd be excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll do that at a um, later date. At a later date. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Thank. Thanks for stopping thank by, you. Z. All right. Thanks for the. T- Until next time, uh, mixed with my. I hope that you get your single leg repaired to have another leg with it. Thanks, guys. You're my only friends. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Wow, what a what an author. Yeah, you know, sounds like she's hard at work at that next great uh, classic piece of literature, renowned across the galaxy. And universe, period. Um, yes. Uh, so welcome mm. to your 11th favorite uh, segment, Rating Systems. Take, Take a, a look. look. It's in a book. book. Rating, rating Systems. systems. Uh, hi, universe. Welcome to Rating Systems. I'm John Love. and with me as always, Brent Aldridge. Hi, Brent. Hi, John. We've got some other folks here. Let's rate them. I can rate anything. <laughs> rate a book. Because it's, it's a, a book. Rating system. So, rate them. I'm going to give Uno. Dose. I'm going to give Dose. Uno. <laughs> I'm going to give Uno and Dose three legs out of two legs. 
And Adam, two legs out of two legs. That's the number of legs I have. Wow. And now his rating system. See ya. Which brings me to number nine on Moon Countdown. Ender's Game. The book. Hmm. Yeah. How you like that, Adam? I feel like... I, I feel do like, like that. I feel a lot of judgment coming from that lip portal. You could, oh, you could feel that? Yeah, it hit the side of my face. Well, you know, you know... I know. I mean, here's the thing, Adam. I, I mean, I put. I know. I know that you were not a fan of that Ender's Game movie, and that was my second worst. Uh, you know, right, right category. where it belongs. Almost. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, Ender's Game was one. You know, when you were on, and um, Andrew Wiggler and Officer Paul Quiglax were here, and mm. I, you know, I felt like you all had had read and loved that book. It was the first time I had ever read it. And, you know, I quite enjoyed it. I think that the reason, well, one of the reasons I liked it a lot better than the movie is that when we watched the movie, I just felt like, oh, nothing happened. They played a game. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in the book, you know, it takes place over like, what, six or seven years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a really long journey. Yeah. And Ender actually grows up, and so does the brother and sister. The movie, they just kind of tried to condense it, as movies want to do. Right. But yeah, so uh, I mean, for me, that was that was the first time into that uh, universe, that Ender's Game one. I like that book, all right. Nice. Smack dab in the middle of the list. Well, almost. N.A. and N.A. <laughs> right. Those, those are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you read those? Totally belong at 20 and 19. <laughs> Which I'm just going to hurry up and get to the number. I might have messed some up, but whatever. Number seven, iRobot. iRobot. Um, I bring iRobot up because um, Uno and Dos, um, you two were were on that episode with us um, where we talked about iRobot the book. Adam, have you read that by chance? I have not. Okay. Hey, this is John, and I read the whole thing. Oh, hey, John. Did you read the whole thing? Yeah, welcome to everybody's 10th favorite segment. I read the whole thing. This is John Lovell. As always, Brent Aldrich. Hi, Brent. I read the whole I thing. Did. See ya. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, uno, uno, uno and Dose. I, Robot. Um... Adam, are you making popcorn over there? What's that now? Am I making this or noise? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I, good call. I have uh, just, just enough room to fit in some popcorn kernels in my body. Attack! Oh no! Pull the pull the blind sound! Get out of here! Oh no! Brad, drive the ship! No, I don't even know. There's no fuel. Get him, Chewie! John, Han, <laughs> save us! Hit it! Popcorn! Fix the hyperdrive! Yes. Seven worms for Dyson. Oh, oh! Thank goodness. Yeah, we're good now. We're safe. Do we get out? Do we get out of there? I think so. I think we made it. We do. I think by that we mean they just. No, Dose, you're so calm. We're used to it. (laughs) I guess you probably have a 
low risk and heart rate from working out so often. That's how we became marathon runners. And I've killed a man, so. (laughs) You killed a man? Did we talk about this? We did a little bit. I did my time. We didn't say there was a man. I feel like we're getting more clarity now. (laughs) And welcome to everybody's favorite segment. I mean, your ninth favorite segment. I did my time. (laughs) Featuring Uno and Dos. And with me as always, John. Hi, John. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, so, you killed a man. What was that like? I mean, you did your time. What was that like? Uh, it was short, you know. Sh- time was short. Yeah. You heard it here first, Universe. Okay, your time was short. The man wasn't short. He, oh, that's a He good was question. two, though, so. How many legs did he have? Two. He didn't deserve it. <laughs> he did. I don't think he did enough oh, time. Oh, but he did. Uh, you decide, Universe. And we're back. Um, you guys read the iRobot book. Um, dang. I, I thought you thing. did. You didn't? Oh, number three. Number three. Oh. Read the whole the thing. Told me. Oh, you click note a minute. Like a high school student. What are you? What is this? I am a high school student. Okay. Got You're me. a high school student? What's yeah. that like? Earning my GED. What does that stand for? Stands for... Good earned diploma. You think you did a your time? A good enough degree. Good enough degree. Gotcha. You think That's you did your time? I think my time was short. You were here first, universe, mm-hmm. and we're back. And we're—I never finished it, but I, the first story I think we talked about a lot, and I like that part of it. So, does that come up in the movie at all? Have you seen the movie by chance? I haven't. I don't like Good the Smith. Movie is very okay. Not the same. No, it doesn't follow at all. The movie itself is like one of the stories <laughs> in the book. Hey, drawn off, drawn out too too long. Yeah, could we do a uh, could we do a segment of Adam's movie corner right now? And, and, and number eight favorite segment, Adam's movie corner with the, with the traditional yes, theme song. Perfect, then, right? Oh yeah, we're gonna do the freestyle, or we're gonna do the sure. Okay. I sure do. I'll do it exactly like I did it. All those years ago. Adam's Movie Corner. Do 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 do. Corner of movies. Yeah. That's the one. So, Adam. Good. Yeah, I, I guess um, if you could give us that, you know, synopsis or whatever of uh, the iRobot movie. Oh, yeah. You want me to. Uh, perfect. I yeah. can do that. Um, so. Will Smith has a robot arm, so for some weird reason, he's always hated robots, which is counterintuitive because robots are kind of why he has an arm, and um, he's he's a really superstitious guy, and that's a problem because um, police officers uh, they should probably you know follow the facts and figures, but he doesn't, and it ends up working out, which never happens. That's a good synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uno, does that help you? I don't remember what my question was. <laughs> and that's, I don't remember what my question was. Your eighth favorite segment yeah. in the history of SFBCPC. Thank you, Sip. Yeah. Well, a lot happened between my question and the answer. I, I think it was just, you know, like... Oh, does it follow the... Yeah. Okay. The book and the movie are pretty different. Um, Would that maybe be one of the reasons why you don't? No, because the Blade Runner, which is kind of based on Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep, was very different. But I feel like um, 
I really liked the Blade Runner. Um, whereas yeah. like iRobot, I don't know. I mean, seriously, there was like, I feel like half of that movie, this movie was like in slow motion because they didn't have anything better to fill it with. Yeah. So they just made it in slow motion. Um, like I, I, I don't know. I thought it was terrible. I thought there were a lot of plot holes. I thought the robots were useless to begin with. And so like, who cares? Like why do you even make them? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like it was actually maybe two different stories from the iRobot movie that came together yes. in, in the one. And, and there's like the every, all of the robots in a room together, like yes. all lined up. And I feel like, I don't know, it might have been an interesting movie just to... Because in, in the book, she tries to figure out which robot among all of these ones has gone rogue. And so she tries to like test the laws, essentially, to figure out which one's which. And so there's a moment kind of like that in the iRobot movie... And, and I don't know, there could have been like a almost 127 hours James Franco movie type uh, situation there where it's like the robots in a room, let's figure this out mm-hmm. as, as a movie instead of like just kind of jumbling a bunch of stuff together and yeah, filming slow motion action sequences. Yeah, I, I feel like it became your classic like uh, robot singularity movie to some extent where like the robots rise up. And we got the the rogue cop who's back on the force, who's yeah. got to be the one to solve the case. There's a lot of tropes, like, kind of play into it. So, I, yeah, I think the the book itself was so kind of psychological, and it, well, and almost like a math problem in terms of how do these rules actually function um, from, like, ones and zeros kind of situation. And, yeah, they made it into, like, an action flick somehow mm-hmm. for no reason. With Shia LaBeouf in a really weird role. He's in yeah. a dude. What's his character? Who's his character? Uh, Annoying street kid. <laughs> That's actually the name of his character in the movie. I like. I like how our best of just becoming what's shit on iRobot again. Yeah, I know. Oh, I hated that movie. Easy target. Mm-hmm. Low hanging fruit. Which brings me to number six on the summer. We'll go to twenty-one. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, the original, number one, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, number six, um, on this Top 20 Countdown. Um, that was one I thought was just delightful to read, um, in a lot of ways. It was fun, had, like, jokes, it was easy to read, it was very different than some of the other, like, really dense books that we'd read. Held up way better than the other two books in the series that we've read, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, I think in, in that one versus the other two that we've read so far, uh, Douglas Adams was like kind of still, you know, prodding at the edges of this universe he's created and trying to figure out how it works instead of just like using it as a way to just set up jokes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the, I don't know, because there were a lot of jokes in that first book too, but they had more of a of a payoff. Like they, they also represented something much larger inside of the universe that you were kind of discovering along with Douglas mm-hmm. Adams instead of just being like, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I also, I also felt like the second and third books almost had, um, and Adam, you maybe haven't read them, but the first one. So the second and third had like a little bit of a too easy narrative that was playing out, but like you saw mm-hmm. all of the actions that were going to happen before they happened. Um, and, like, that was the really boring part, whereas in the rest of it, like, he was just having fun with the universe. Um, whereas, like, so in the original Hitchhiker's Guide, I feel like he was, as John was just saying, just playing with, like, the possibilities of the universe and yeah. not feeling like he had to tell this, like, hero's journey. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I feel like since two of our guests here haven't actually read these books and we're just talking about them ceaselessly, that now is a good time to kind of bookend the segment, everyone's seventh favorite segment. I think we're on seven. Hopefully I'm not wrong. Uh, Boy Your Guests to Tears. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Boy Your Guests to Tears. I'm John Love, and with me as always, some board guests. Hi, board guests. Hola, buenos dias. <laughs> oh, buenos dias. Como estas usted? No idea what that means, but it's okay. I'm learning. Uh, and that was Boy Your Guests to Tears. We see tears, and that's... Keep, keep... Oh, I was actually waiting on. I thought I didn't know if you guys did the movie thing with that book too because I've seen some of that. You've seen some of which movie? Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, we actually have not done the movie, the movie for that one oh. yet. But I uh, may have sneaked a peek at it mm. myself. So, what do you got to say about it? Oh, I was going to ask you. I haven't read the book, so I can't compare the two. But oh, actually, the movie. Um, would you say like the tone of the movie is similar? The, to the tone, tone is absolutely similar. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. fairly kind of slapstick. Yeah, it's Adam. Have you read the, the book and seen the movie? Yeah, I was just gonna say I think it's my favorite book to movie changeover ever. Really, ever? Even better than like yeah, even better than like Lord of the Rings and stuff. Oh. Well, we haven't talked about that either, but. Uh, what uh, I mean, would you agree? It's mostly just like kind of the tone of it that they nail. Oh, totally. Yeah, the they nail it. The stories themselves are pretty dissimilar as well. Yeah, yeah, they nail it. the The tone is perfect, and it, it even is suited for for uh, film. I think. Yeah, a lot of the I don't know the, a lot of the jokes kind of have a bit more visible stakes to them because like people yeah. actually kind of visible existence hangs in the balance instead of just like you thinking how funny something is or not. Um, I don't know. Um, Una, what, what did you think about the movie? I mean, Dos. Or Una. Uno. Or Dos. Oh, the part that I saw? I thought it was really funny. Like, I mean, I'm assuming it was supposed to be. Just yes. because, I, yeah. Um, I liked it. I didn't get to finish it, but what I saw, I liked. I thought the casting was really good. Um, even, like, the most deaf character being in there. So. The most what character? Most deaf. Oh yeah, is one of the characters I like. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a while though. Nine hundred years in your future galaxy. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna retire in the future too. So you know. You you know you, you're not you're not gonna want that to happen, but it will unfortunately. So sorry, universe. But he should act more. He was good in that, or what I what I saw of it. So. And this was your sixth favorite segment. Most deaf should act more. <laughs> Agreed. And we're back. True. Wait, so Brent, what did, have you hey, seen so guys, Guide? Oh, yes. You can go ahead. But I don't, I don't remember. It's been way too long, honestly. I remember seeing Most Deaf and uh, 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 Frodo, or was Bilbo in it? Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins Bilbo Martin, and Most Martin, Deaf were in it. Martin Freeman. Yeah, um, I remember that part. He had to throw that ring in um, the volcano. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> no, that was it's a great throw. <laughs> the intro of it was the so long and thanks for all the fish thing, right? The dolphins. With the dolphins. I do remember that. 
Um, but honestly, we we didn't pod, we haven't podcasted that one yet. It would be a great one to get to. Um, I feel like it maybe combined elements from a lot of the books and wasn't like a direct one to one. Adam, I mean, I know you were just saying that you really liked the translation, but um, I feel like it incorporates a lot more of the five books even maybe because oh. we still haven't gotten to the book called so long and thanks for all the fish mm-hmm. um yeah and, and i feel like i've read several well not several I, I think i've read some kind of snippet of an interview possibly with douglas adams him talking about the movie and he basically said like yeah this is you know um a science fiction movie like uh alternate timelines possibly exist like it's it's going to be something different from the books because you can do that in translation, mm-hmm. which is interesting because in that book, like he started it as like a radio uh, drama also, and then it turned into a book. So I think there's already multiple versions that exist, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that they're all kind of canonical, even though they go they exist kind of kind of simultaneously, is a pretty interesting uh, takeaway mm-hmm. as well. Great. What's next? Well, hey, I was just going to say, uh, now that I'm, I fully made it in, yeah. I unfortunately have to lip my way back to, to home. All right, well, we'll, which be, is... check, we'll be checking out that, uh, that booty uh, mm-hmm. after your head's all the way through. So. Well, no, no gropey, please. <laughs> your, your famous tagline, no gropey, please. Uh, well, I want to take this time uh, for segment fifth favorite segment uh sorry for being an asshole again uh so hey i'm john from the future you might have heard me previously on this episode writing a note to myself which i'm going to write down right now so that i can get that note in the past uh adam we've had some animosity in the past and i just want to say i had too much sugar in my life corella sweet tea is sometimes a little too sweet you heard it here first, Universe. Now introducing a little less sweet, Curl and Sweet Tea. With less sweetness, we still brew with all the sweetness, but we remove some. That's our brewing process. Thanks. Sip. And we're back. Uh, Adam, delightful to see you. I'll be checking out that booty. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Lovely to see you, Adam, as always. Hey, Goodbye. We'll, we'll see you in season hey. two. Great. If you hear from uh, Matthew McConaughey version, whatever they're on, tell him. Uh, tell him I wish you were a younger version. Respectfully. Ah, uh, yes, yes, dear sir. Fantastic. All right, I'm going back in. So fast. And the lip, the lip parts go through very quickly. Wow. The lip parts, the lip parts. I mean, lips. Yeah. <laughs> Mouth parts. Yeah, the mouth part's going a little slower. Nice. But, uh, wow. Well, it's been a real... Wow. So much stuff going on. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> That's all we can say. Can you believe this cavalcade of guests? Um, oh, unfortunately, I might have to detach myself from uh, thing two. I gotta... What's this process look like? Can we watch? Are we going to observe? No, don't watch. That's what happened to the, the man I killed. I had to... He saw too much. So. All right. Have, have See you later. Wow. Confidential. Splitting. Confidential split. All right. Well, adios, Uno. Adios. Buenos noches. Muchas gracias. 
De nada. Muy bien. Welp, good to see ya. Likewise. Bye, guys. Um, it's been real. Oh, you're leaving too? Mm-hmm. Well, Marathons, see you later. You know, gotta get my rest. Okay. Run seven days a week. We'll see you next time we come around. When they come around. Until next time, universe. All right, well, John, uh, it's just just you and I back here on the old pod again. Back where we started. Back where it all began. You, me, and our baby producers. Yeah. Boy, I haven't seen those baby producers around for a while. Right? Yeah, they're so responsible, just taking naps in the middle of the day. I know. Shading their pants all the time. Yeah. Demanding that we feed them. Right? Terrible. I know. But they are excellent podcast producers. Oh, so good. This crystal clear sound you hear constantly. This is all due to the baby producers. Yeah, baby producers. The best producers in all the babyverse. Wah. And we're back. Um, so yeah, where, where'd, we, where'd we leave off? It's tough that all of our guests had to, had to take off, but, you know, we, we live here, mm-hmm. so, you know. Yeah, on the pod that we still got, legitimately. The pod we still own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Legitimately. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're just coming up on my top five favorite books and or movies that we've talked about on the podcast for this just season. Coming up to my top six or something segments. Thereabouts. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for your listener challenge, ooh, ooh, which is the sixth favorite segment in the history of the SFBCPC. And uh, as you guys know, this is how it works. Uh, I am going to ask you the question. It has to do with the podcast, or in this instance, but normally a book that we read. Uh, it will usually, and by usually, almost always, be numerically based. If you can prove what I say wrong, then you will win a prize package provided by Corellan Sweet Tea, the sweetest tea in the galaxy sip, and now the slightly less sweet version. Corellan Sweet Tea with slightly less sweetness. The slightly less sweetest tea in all the galaxy. Zip. And we're back. Uh, so, universe, what is the best number of legs? The right answer, as we all know, is not one, not three, but two. Uh, if you can prove me wrong, you will get a delicious, slightly less sweet prize package from Corellan's slightly less sweet, sweet tea. The slightly less sweet, sweet tea in the universe set. And we're back. Uh, so try to prove me wrong, motherfuckers. Bring it on! And that was this week's Listener Challenge. Ooh. Thanks, Your John. favorite segment of all time. Well, John, we're just coming up on number five. <laughs> John, we're receiving some kind of transmission. That sounds like a transmission is coming. Whoa, my whole, my whole podcast desk is shaken. Oh, it's our podcast portal. Whoa, what is... John, we've made contact with 900 years ago in our past, Whoa. our listeners' future. Oh my goodness. Uh, what do we do now? I'm 
woefully unprepared for this. I am as well. I mean, we've been broadcasting and embedding on this CD this whole time, and now we're finally making contact. What a big, what a momentous event here on the podcast. Man, if I was the type of person that would rate podcasts or rate anything, I would mm. say this has got to be number one in terms of the most momentous things that happened ever. Wow, this is really huge. So big. Let's just turn the dial and try so to... So interesting. So interesting. I mean, we talked about interesting stuff a little bit on Whoa. some of our previous podcasts, but this is like so interesting. This is like the most interesting thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I was just going to say that. It's like so interesting that it's like, you know, what the heck? Right? It just makes you want to curse. Whoa. Like things like, oh, 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 jeepers. Oh, shoot, dang. Crap. Uh, God dang it. Three legs are good. Whoa, sorry. Whoa, I, whoa. I feel like I got possessed a little bit. Whoa. Wow. I didn't mean it. <laughs> wow, well, let's just turn this dial and see if we can uh, concentrate the this reception on this uh, frequency that we're getting here. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Is is this? Hey, is this like nine hundred years in the future? It is exactly nine hundred years in the future. Uh, who, who are? You? I mean, my that's not my name. My name's John. Who are you? Hi, John. Uh, my name's my name's Brent. Um. Hi. Okay. It is. Well, hey, hello. What's Who are you? Brent? Did, I mean, do you know anybody else named Brent? It seems like a very, you know, strange. It's a strange name for our times. Exactly. I mean, I'm the only one that I've ever heard of, and yeah. that seems strange. That there'd be another one in the whole entire universe. I agree. Well, I'm, I I kind of say the same thing actually, um, but I mean, are you I'm, jogging? You seem slightly out of breath. No, this is just how I talk. Okay. I'm 27. And, and, you know, the reason why I ask that is because we have a lot of joggers recently on the podcast. So. Oh, that sounds really interesting. You think so, too? Yeah. Excellent. We, yeah, we wow, we have so much in common. Con- we just love interesting content. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, exhausted or winded, Brent? Uh, how many legs do you have? Huh? What? Just two. Why? You're my favorite, Brent. Hey, what? That's kind of messed up. I mean, I thought I was like the only one that you knew. Why are you well, talking to this new Brent? Hey, wait, what? Been kind of slighted here. Hey, Brent, what the hell is your deal anyway? What? Why? Why are you asking? I reached out to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you reach out for besides to prove that not all Brents are seven-legged scumbags? I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, really, but. I mean, I just sat down here and I was going to listen to my favorite uh, compact disc ever recorded. The best of Simon and Garfunkel released in 1999 by Columbia Records. And I got these weird messages in between all my songs. And there's some instructions about contacting someone 900 years in the future. Sure. What are those instructions? Um, They were pretty specific and I just followed them to the T. Okay. So what were they? (laughs) Well, I feel like you should know if you're the one that sent them. Yeah, but I want to know if you know. It's one of these type of deals. Yeah, good question, John. Hard-hitting questions on this podcast. That's all we have. Pure content. Pure, interesting content all the time. 
365. We also have Earth years and times now and nine years in the future. Exactly. So, okay, better, Brent. So, yeah, exactly what were those instructions about contacting? Um, I mean, okay, well, I got to the very last one song on it, and it was... I don't know. It wasn't quite as good as the others. It was like it was like somebody just sang part of it over the track. Um, and anyway, when I played it uh, again backwards to see if maybe that was how I was supposed to play it in the first place, uh, there was a message that just said like, "Just turn this to a different station, and you know it'll all be there." And and then await further instruction. So that's what I'm awaiting. <laughs> uh, wow, that makes sense to me. That checks that? out. Yeah. Okay. We're whispering so that new better Brent doesn't hear. I mean, I don't know that he's better, but okay, keep whispering. Are we supposed to have like? Are we supposed to have instructions or something for something? I mean, I feel like you know that compact disc that we just finished and sent back in time. Yeah, of course. I feel like it's about this somehow. I, that seems impossible. <sighs> I mean, I mean, obviously we're gonna send nine years back in the future, but how, I'm not sure. How we make contact, or, or why we, we want to want to really do that? I thought we were just thought it was just a big goof, you know. Oh no, this this sounds like he's really serious about something. Man, I mean, every obviously every time I talk about like you know the sweetest tea in the galaxy, any any time I use hyperbole, yeah, it's, it's not really hyperbole. What? No, no, I, I just assume obviously this is like this the fifth best segment of yeah. all time in history, and you know, I think I'm right, but this seems like. Man, I didn't expect this kind of reaction. I know, John. Any, any reaction at all. Honestly, John, when you and me stole this ship a long time ago, I didn't think we were ever getting ourselves into this mess. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the, the guys we, we took it from were kind of bad guys, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, they had it coming. I just didn't think this was going to happen, you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously. And then, you know, after that, it seemed like everything was fine, and... And those baby producers, and yeah, they, they seem to have some kind of grander scheme for everything. But I didn't know it was gonna it was gonna come to uh, I don't know come to a head like this. We're getting contacted from the past. What the fuck's going on? I know. I thought that they were just gonna clear our record. It was gonna be fine. They were gonna produce a podcast, give us a new second chance. Yeah, I thought they were gonna finally give me those those two robot legs I've been requesting for so long. But man, I mean, that hasn't panned out. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, still just over here floating around. Yeah. Terrible. Wow. I mean, I know you complain about it a lot, but I didn't realize it was that. Bummed me out that bad. Um, hey guys, are are you? What are you? Shut what up. are you? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, keep it down over there. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Brent. I'm. Oh. I get testy sometimes. We just we just been dealing. Oh. You got two legs. Okay. You hear that? I mean, if you had three legs. Oh gosh. Be, I wouldn't even apologize right now. I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. Oh. I'd tell you to go eat rocks. Wow. I'd tell you to go kick rocks. I don't even like I'd rocks. Tell you to suck rocks. I tell you to go replace your eyes with rocks. Oh, I tell you to go. That all sounds bad. I tell you to go listen to rock music. Oh, which is good. Which is fine. If it's Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, it's rock and roll. They're hardcore rock and roll. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This guy's kind of testy. Wow. I know. He has two legs. He's kind of a dick. What does he want from us? Do you think? Oh, I don't know. Jesus. You know, we're we're trying to talk to each other, and he's just over there like. Want to get get involved somehow? I know. It's like you, you, you know, you, you contact the future. Yeah, you, like you want to know, and you want you want answers. What does he think this is about? I mean, Earth, Earth just was destroyed. We know that. Yes, of course. What does he think? Oh, he can change the all course. All it was destroyed for. We harvest, they harvested all the worms. Yeah. 
biggest, you know, most valuable currency in the world. Exactly. We got the earth bits for grown sweet tea. Yeah. That was it. There's Everything no, else there's, value. there's no way to change that. Nothing we know that. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Exactly. Fuckers. Exactly. Anyways, but I mean, the other thing I do like is that the smartest beings on the planet. We saw a lot too late, so just Wow. But everything else is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Including all the bullshits. There's just there's so many bulls everywhere. Yes, right. Right. Terrible. They're, oh. they're farting up the atmosphere. They're global warming. Exactly. <laughs> they are global warming. They're it's terrible. What the, what the hell? The bullshit is even the, the most bullshit it's of all. Just piling up. Piling up. Like, people couldn't even swim. No. And why would you? <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. You know, people during. Uh, the early days of worrying about global warming were just like, oh, we're, you know, we're going to swim now. But they didn't realize they had to swim in bullshit. Exactly. Not just the rising sea levels. It was all the bullshit that was rising. Shit levels. <sighs> anyway. It just gets me so heated. How do we get rid of this guy? Yeah, just like just like the global get, warming. Get rid of, he's, he's obviously somebody sent by the guys that we stole the pot from. Oh my gosh. Do you think, how do we get rid of him? I don't remember pain, experiencing pain for a very long time. No. I've experienced it once. It's been so long. I feel nothing. But one of the worst pains you could ever experience, a paper cut. Oh, I'm paper. I see where you're going with this. I, I would like literally nothing more than to do that. But we're only receiving his voice through a transmission. I don't know. I don't know the way. You know, sometimes I think when people release compact discs, they also release them with little booklets. Can we somehow make the pages of this booklet extra sharp? Sure. Yeah. I think we should do that. I mean, we already sent it, but yeah, that might happen. Let's just tell them to pick the thing up. Wait, do you think this has something to do with where Dyson's been? I can't imagine that to be the case, but at this point, I know nothing. Wait. I'm confronting him head on about this. Straight to the source? Yes. Do we even know where he is for sure? No. Let's get him. <laughs> and get him a paper cut. Okay. Hey, so um, you still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I really haven't gone anywhere. I mean, I'm just kind of been waiting here for you guys to stop, like, I don't know, whispering or whatever you were doing. Brent, I'm... I need. I feel like I need to apologize. This is this is John's apology corner. Okay. I. I this is your fourth favorite second of all time. Uh, Brent, do you have any do you have any books actually handy? Um, I mean, just this liner to the CD of the Great. best of Simon and Garfunkel. Yep. Uh, can you can you do me a favor? Um. Well, I mean, can you try and start reading that? But yeah. Instead of reading it, like. Run it, pay, like you know, so so the very the thin edge of the page is right against your neck. Okay, but and then just run run it against your neck a whole lot. I mean, like okay, but like hot dog or hamburger style for the page. Um, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, let's say a hot dog. I mean, if you said hamburger, I was gonna do it. But hot dog, that doesn't seem safe. Here's the thing. So, I know you know about this restaurant named Burger King. Yes. And I think roughly the time that we are podcasting back to, uh-huh. they started selling hot dogs. So, what the fuck is the difference? 
Well, I mean, one's kind of long and thin. Brit! <laughs> you know what else is kind of long and thin? Um, Legs. Okay. You have two of them? Correct. So I believe in you. Oh, thank you. You're on that page against your neck. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Brit, he's not, he's not buying it. I don't know. What are we going to do? I tried, you know, I tried to convince... You know, I try to win some sort of weird points based on Burger King selling hot dogs now. He's not buying it. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even still know what hot dogs are exactly. We should go for the McDonald's defense. Okay. All right. As always, plead the McDonald's defense. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Brent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what chicken McNuggets are? Uh, yeah, I've heard of them. Could you go buy some? Like now? I don't know. What time is it where you are? Um... McDonald's is open 24 245 Okay, baby. Okay. So, yeah. I'm just saying, not exactly. This sounds like, hey, wait a minute, misters. Everyone's favorite segment, (laughs) hey, wait a minute, misters? Yeah, welcome back to another (laughs) installment of your favorite segment. Hey, wait a minute, misters. Um, Sorry to butt in and not not to... Just, just to clarify, this is actually only the third favorite segment of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that you would jump in here when you're, you know, reaching out to us. We are in the middle of a countdown and all, but... Yeah, of course. But he's right, so, But we'll give him... Give him hey, hey, wait a minute, misters. I contacted you first for help. Help? What's, what do you need help with? I, I don't know. I just received this weird scrambled message about something about the end of Earth and all time except for worms. I don't know. I'm so confused and scared. Here's, hey, wait a minute, mister. Here's what you need to do. You need to go to McDonald's. Okay. And get Chicken McNuggets. Okay. And then eat all those Chicken McNuggets. <laughs> I, I would suggest a 20-piece, but less is fine. Yeah, okay. With the honey mustard or just the regular honey? Friend, of course with the honey mustard. Okay. And you finish those up. Just gobble them down. Gobble them down. <laughs> finish them up, gobble them down. That's what we always say. And then take the cardboard box and run it hot dog style <laughs> against your own neck until you're dead. That sounds really miserable and like a painful way to go. Yeah, it's a lot of sodium involved. I mean, at least you'd have a full belly. That's, that's a great point by my second favorite Brent. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, here's the thing, Brett. I mean, I'm, I, what I'm hearing here is um, um, you're scared. We understand. It's a scary time to be alive. You know what? We're scared. We're so scared. We're scared as heck. We're Oh, dang. We're scared as shoot diddly be. <laughs> shoot diddly Dyson. <laughs> and now it's time for everybody's second favorite segment, shoot diddly Dyson. Shoot Diddly Dyson. Uh, welcome back to Shoot Diddly Dyson. With me, as always, Brent. And not with me, as always, Dyson. Hi, John. Hi, Brent. So, Dyson, right? Uh, yeah. Shoot Diddly Dyson. Shoot Diddly Dyson. Right? It's like, you know, there's a di- he's like, what? And it's like, shoot Diddly Dyson. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Shoot Diddly Dyson. Shoot Diddly Dyson. Welcome back to the end of Shoot Dilly Dyson, the segment. Well, that's it, Brent. Wow, it's been another great episode of Shoot Dilly Dyson. Shoot Dilly Dyson. And we're back. John, that gives me an idea. Hey, other Brent. 
Yeah. First of all, I cannot wait till you're not here anymore, and I don't have to hear that voice. I'm just going through. I'm 27. What? What do you want me to say? <laughs> this is how I talk. Okay, fair, fair enough, I guess. But it's weird. I don't like it. Okay, Mister. <laughs> anyway, here's what I think. Eat those McNugs. Do the hot dog thing with the cardboard thing. Try it. You might like it. Who knows? Here's the only other piece of advice I can give you. You find that Dyson. You search him out. You find our Dyson. You bring him home. Bring him home, son. (laughs) He's a good Dyson. The best Dyson. He's the best Dyson we've ever had. You know the good smith and the bad smith. Yeah. Both of those combined, but even better. And you know what else? We miss him. Miss him real bad. Here's what you got to do right now. Not just because we're getting overloaded with worms. (laughs) What are other reasons? He's cute. He loves corners. And we got a lot of them. Hmm. This whole, this is just a mess of corners inside of this pot. Yeah. Uh, I miss how much he makes me want to talk with a slight southern draw. Mm-hmm. It's a real, a real talented man. I miss how much he just loves those sandworms. I miss, I miss, I miss how much he loves sand in general, not even sandworms. Man. That Dyson, he's a good Dyson. You gotta find him. He's time traveling somewhere from the 1980s in China. He'll be an old ass man by now. In your time. That's right, an old ass man. And we know a lot about them. We still got Adam on the pot. His butt just a wriggling away. Stuck in that lip portal. Unlike Dyson, because he's free of his time cage. He's out of time, and we need him back here. So you eat those chicken McNugs. You eat them all. And you slit that throat with a McChicken or McNuggets box. Or McRib or whatever else. I, I, I don't mean for you to kill yourself. Just I, 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 was, I was getting crazy. No. You want you to bleed just a little bit. That's a little bit. Well, some kind of like blood pact? Yes, to know our pain. Because mm. Dyson, Dyson leaving the pod is the... It's the paper cut that never heals. That's right. That's right. It's like that first cut is the deepest. The second cut hurts too. And we're not going to get to the second cut. No. Dyson's going to cut us exactly one time, which he already did. And he's coming home. It's all up to you now. This is your mission. Find that Dyson. Send him home. The quest for Dyson continues. The quest for Dyson does continue. Wow, I didn't know that a single Dyson could mean so much to two two cool dudes on a pod. You know what? Sirs, I will find that Dyson. And I will send him home. It's good. That's what. That's literally what we just asked you to do. That's, that's why we <laughs> shut up.
Yes, we know. It's why we, that's why we have been broadcasting this podcast. You have the CD. Yes. You obviously knew that already. It's right here. Okay, it's right here. I'm just like listening to it. Shut up. Okay. Going Dyson. I'm going to find Dyson. See ya. Bye. Oh. oh. Wow. Oh my gosh. Gosh, that voice. I was tired of hearing. <laughs> Man, yeah. Type of thing. Like, I'd be tired of even having to make that type of voice. Yeah. As a person who, you know, exactly. Had a, had a voice box that could make such a noise. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, just terrible. anyway, I guess um, that brings me to number five on the top of again. The Martian Chronicles. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I liked I liked the, the setting of Mars. Mm-hmm. I liked the Chronicles. They were in order. I liked Marzipan and the Chronic. Great. <laughs> yeah, those are both delightful uh, things you can ingest multiple ways. <laughs> I honestly remember pretty little about that book. I it's yeah, it's from the way back at this point. The way back. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way back. We all remember the way back, and not fondly. Mm-mm. Which brings me to number four on the top 20%. Well, in this one, I'm including a couple. I'm including the um, three-body problem in its sequel, The Dark Forest, as as one bit. You know, we haven't gotten to the third one in the trilogy yet. Yeah. Um, but I feel like lumping that series in together, I'm putting them right there at number four. Sure. Like, the thing that really surprised me was how dark that forest was. So dark. Right? It's like... Yikes! Mm-hmm. Where's the light gonna come in? <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah. Like very, very dense canopy. Pretty early on, we establish this is not just a forest; it's a dark forest, right? And you know, with all the the dark dwelling critters mm-hmm. that come with it, Skeksis, Germans, <laughs> and gingerbread men. Right? Like, who'd have thought? Mm. What a funky bunch! <laughs> Uh, the Funky Bunch. Exactly. Mm. Uh, yeah, they were. Um, I don't know. I mean, not not by any means, sto- like light on story or mm-hmm. narrative, but but those were the, the the couple that I feel like were the most. Um, I don't know the most obviously about a very kind of pressing issue in like the real science world because mm-hmm. the rest of them were like they start with a premise and then it's mostly like let me tell a story inside of you know the universe that whatever this scientific thing creates yeah Uh, but that one was just like he was way into the science uh in a way that some of the other ones like you know just just maybe didn't have Mm -hmm. you know not to anybody's detriment but uh but yeah i I thought to maintain a story about such complex scientific and like mathematical issues to maintain my interest in it very impressive Mm -hmm. um but so dark. That second one, at least. Yeah, uh, I mean, the first one it was a big problem. Of course, like you know, three bodies, generally six legs. That's far more than you normally want to deal with. Yeah, I. You know what? I, the other thing about those is that they were other books that I really knew nothing about, um, except that our Dyson said like you guys should read these, and so that was you know came out of nowhere. I had no, really no like um, even. Well, like some others on this list, where I at least knew something about them, and yeah. this one just went into cold. Yeah, no preconceived notions. No. I mean, maybe that's I don't know, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to them. But um, 
I mean, the one the books that really I guess sort of stick out are the ones that we reading them on the podcast we experience for the first time. Yeah, meaning like we don't understand even like any cultural reference to them because maybe they're very lesser known or you know whatever. Um, but yeah, like these books and the ones that um, are going to come up shortly, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, definitely left a lasting impact because that's the only reference that I have for mm-hmm. that thing versus um, you know, we didn't talk about Star Wars in a very like, in a super serious way in this in the podcast this season but um, even if you haven't seen all the movies or whatever you just you just know about it yeah it's part of the, the cultural um, landscape you you know that without Chewbacca a, without yeah. a primary experience you know that same. Chewbacca is R2-D2's father of course like duh yeah like in the same way we know that Chewbacca is R2-D2's father is how in, in the Chixin Lu book, we know that the force is dark. Like, you know, it's a one-to-one correlation mm-hmm. between those, those things. So, um, But yeah, I, I love those books as well. Um, excited to read the third one. Exactly. Because we've just devoured the first two. Yes. Man. Um, what a dark forest. Yeah, the same way that the forest, that forest devoured light. Moving on. Which then brings me to number three. Oh, Tabs, Moon, Candles, I've ever got my ass. Dune! Nice! Yeah. The wow. original book, Frank Herbert Dune. That sure. was one that maybe I had a little bit of like, knew that it existed, mm-hmm. was a little bit intimidated by it because it's such a thick book. That's right. And um, it weighs more than I do, probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're. Ethereal. That's right. <laughs> it was one that I felt like we also, you know, we read a sequel, we watched a couple movies, and so there was just so much content there mm-hmm. that it was new for me. It turned into a lot of other things. I feel like we talk about it all the time and like reference it all the time. Yep. So for me, even though it, it's an oldie but a goodie, I suppose, uh, Dune. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, exactly what we were just talking about in terms of like certain things have like a cultural kind of identity before you before you even really primarily experience them and this one did as well but because they were so because yeah because dune itself the original was so complex and this the universe itself felt so real mm-hmm. while you were reading it um yeah, I mean, it's kind of an unforgettable experience. And reading it is way different from, like, the, the movie in a in, in a testament to the movie. Because we compare mm-hmm. a testament to the book. Because we talked about even Dune itself, the movie being kind of interesting on its own merits. Yeah. But, I don't know, but this is one of the things, like, I know that Z was talking a lot about millennials these days. Like, not wanting to read more than, you know, three words. But this one really was rewarding to get in, you know, almost devoured by. We just talked about devouring the dark forest and uh, the other Chixin Liu book, Three Body Problem. This book, like, becomes part of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you exist in the universe with it because everything is so unique. Uh, all the names feel very, very real inside of those universes. Um, the planets seem really unique and also kind of like living things. Um, so yeah, I, I cannot speak highly enough of Dune and just how immersive the universe was. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, you know, we watched Lynn 
and we also watch Yodorowsky's Dune. I feel like both of those adaptations of the book in some ways can exist on their own, can be their own mm-hmm. thing, but the book, as you were saying, is so thorough mm-hmm. in universe that I feel like it holds up on its own in a way that you can make as many versions, movie versions of it as you wanted to, and I think it would still have its own very strong identity. I feel like the other series that I kept referring to with Dune was the Lord of the Rings as well. And in a similar way, just very immersive universes. Um, And now that one's had several movie adaptations that, I don't know, visually have, I think, maybe bled into even how you read, like, the Lord of the Rings, the book. But I think that Dune, for whatever reason, um, in my mind at least, supersedes that. So, like, even... Paul Atreides in the movie for me looking or reading the book that like visually for whatever reason there's still this very strong idea I have about like him yeah. from just reading it it's not my Paul <laughs> no yeah the yeah that character yeah I think I played it not that's not the Paul that exists in my mind no not at all none, none of the uh I would say the same for like almost the entire universe like yeah. it's very very different in my mind, which I don't know, maybe that's a testament to the um, to the book again, is that there there have been adapt adaptations made by very creative, interesting people that differ in a huge way mm-hmm. in the way that I feel like I understood um, just even yeah the look of the universe to be, including Odorowski's doing when there was amazing artists involved in the yeah. creation of what it was supposed to look like and th- their versions like the mobius drawings beautiful not at all my vision for how it, it, it kind of goes yeah it's almost like a like a biblical type book where it creates its universe to such um yeah such a believable degree that of course everybody should get their own understanding their own version should feel out what what this world is like, but it gives you very strong rules. Um, yeah, and uh, never breaks the immersion of, of that universe at all. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. Honestly, if we're doing, if I was doing my own list of that instead of the the segments, I, I might put that one at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. But you know, once once we're getting down here to the to the nitty gritty, you could probably say that about um, about basically all these books up here at the top so oh hello who's that who's that hey are you guys in the middle of anything right now uh yeah we're recording one of our podcasts yeah hey what are you doing here um that's what we thought i mean we've been listening in in the sound booth and i mean we've really got some notes for you yeah, I mean, we're just little babies, but we think you've been, uh, you know, you see some notes. Let's, let's talk about it. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think we were doing a pretty good job, guys. Can we I mean, the podcast Yeah. Do we have to do this right now? Um, so, you know, we're, we're the producers, and we think you guys shut the hell up and just listen to us once in a while. Yeah, we're going to cut you off right there. I mean, for starters, I don't even know that both of your mics were on. So, um, I don't know. That seems like kind of a big deal. Yeah, let's figure that out. I mean, what the, what the hell is the deal with that sounding like an Apache helicopter? That's kind of weird. We should probably get rid of that. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it seems like we're hovering a little bit off the ground now, too. It seems a little bit unstable, but that's a little bit beside the point of the podcast. Yeah, that's very strange. I mean, actually, and also, you guys are just kind of both really dumb, and, and we think, actually, sometimes that we might actually be better hosts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, guys, we came here so many, all those years ago, and we gave you all these pointers, and we, you know, we really saved your asses. Let's just be honest. But, yeah. um... I don't know. You guys listen, you guys listen to nothing, nothing that we say. You, uh, you, you show up late. You, you drink on the job. You, uh, you, you know, sometimes you don't even read the full book. So it's, it's really, really upsetting. Hey, I, well, I, I read hey, that. I read every didn't read single the, book the full time. Yeah, every I've one. always read the full book. What are you guys always. even talking about? No, um, there was actually that one segment. Yeah, we totally is, know. You know, uh, the, the number one segment of all time. Uh, the, you, you, uh, people in the galaxy voted. Yeah, why don't we, why don't we go ahead and just do the intro song to that segment? I mean, I do feel like at this point we're going to be better hosts. Um, yeah, can, can we, uh, can we hit the track? In fact, we can. Okay, here we go. I mean, John, we know. We know what happened for reals. Uh, I, Yeah, what are you guys I, talking about? Brent? Yeah, John? I don't know if you listen to our podcast. Never. Good. You shouldn't. It's generally unlistenable. Yeah, that's what we've been saying for literally yeah, decades. I know. Come on. Um, at the start of the iRobot episode, uh, I had a secret segment. Well, yeah, I, I we left uh, me and number one, number two, and number three all all, all left for a little while. Yeah, I remember right. that. Yeah, that's right. It was called John's Confession Corner, and I revealed that I that I hadn't hadn't read the whole I wrote my book. Okay, John. Uh, okay. So 
What are you trying to say? Uh, well, you know, like we're we want to try and be professionals here. We want we want to both you know read read and watch everything that we talk about because otherwise we're we're uninformed. We're not uh, you know we're we're, we're not uh, at the top of our game. We're we're firing from the hip, so to speak. Which is, I mean. That's that's funny that people use that phrase because every time I've ever, literally ever, s- set a fire, I do it from my hip. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, my favorite thing about firing from the hip is when you have two hips and you fire twice. I feel like you guys are talking about something that's not the point of this right now. I feel like we were really getting somewhere. Yeah, I mean, we're just little babies, but... You guys seem just so emotionally uh, immature, professionally immature. You, you make really dumb jokes that nobody really likes. You, you do you do segments inside of segments, and it gets confusing and conflated, and everybody's like, what, what, what the fuck's going on? That's the review we got. It's said, what the fuck's going on? Can you believe that? Are you proud yeah, of that? can you believe that? We have so many. You don't even know how many top-rated podcasts we have all across the entire universe in time and space because we can time travel because we're a gospel ghost and how we have projections. Yeah, I mean, we, we produce all this good stuff, and then, of course, nobody ever, nobody ever talks about that stuff in the baby press. Like, there's all these magazines that are they're just made made for and by toddlers and babies, and, you know, the only thing ever, we ever get covered for is how bad this podcast is. Every time you guys are in the news for something you say or even just do, not even on the podcast, we have to hear about it. We have to clean up your messes. Yeah, this guy Timmy at my daycare, he just... He talks so much shit about this podcast, about how stupid it is, and how many how many dumb bits there are, and how how bad you guys are doing voices and everything. And it's like, well, you know, I don't want to deal with that before my nap time. Exactly. I mean, I have a lot of things to do. I gotta eat some like really soft little hot dogs, which are the best, by the way. <laughs> Baby hot dogs, literally the best in all the galaxy. They're in some little soggy water. They're delicious. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta practice my, my freestyle raps all the time because, because you know, they talk about that too. Timmy at my daycare, he always talks about how bad he is at rapping. So yeah, I have to say like, no, I, I don't approve of bad rapping. So I have to be, I have to practice my freestyle rapping all the time just to, just to show how good I am at rapping. Because you guys are bad at it. Yeah, and you guys, Timmy's so cool. He's really cool. Okay, he's got this. He's just got these like shorts and his little polo shirt. He's so cool. Yeah, Timmy. Dressed up like a Power Ranger last year for Halloween. You believe that? That's so cool. I don't even know how he got that. Like, he didn't even have to make it at home. Like, his mom and dad bought it for him. Yeah, Timmy, Timmy is the best. His parents are so cool. And you guys are... You guys suck. And your parents suck, too. I, we haven't met them, but I'm pretty sure they suck. Yeah, you really bring us down. Wah! <laughs> Sandy, your guys' house are nice. The worst. You guys are worse than sleepovers. I hate it. By your house, I mean your pot, this pod, which is gross... And Steve is a good guy, but he doesn't clean well enough. And, yeah. You know, we know we know Ray's back there sleeping in the cocoon, and she's really nice, but she doesn't hang out enough. I don't know why we ever decided to move our corporate headquarters to your pod. I mean, I know there's a lot of extra space and stuff that you guys never even go into because it's like it's like you just sit in that filthy pit where you guys podcast and throw your trash everywhere. I don't sit at all, by the way. I'm a hollywood. Oh, excuse Shut me. Up. Excuse me. Stupid, stupid legacy. <laughs> Three legs, if not, if not way more than that. And Timmy has three. His mom has 
two, and his dad has four. I don't think you even know all these space Peabody's and space Oscars and space Emmys and space Tonys that you guys are always talking about getting. If you were just drop the two leg bit, you would be getting it. You'd be getting it. Yeah, I mean, you, you did get the the space two leg two leg race achievement award. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. It's like it's like getting a swastika instead of a gold star. So fuck you guys. We're not going to produce you anymore unless you clean up your act. We have demands. Quit the quit the two legs shit. And, and better raps. Better better raps. Better segments. Better Dyson. More worms. Less less leg talk again. Sorry, I'm running losing my train of thought. It's a, kind of a big deal I'm though. A baby. It's a little baby. My nap is supposed to be an hour, and it was only forty five minutes today. I know. And I'm tired. I'm overworked. I'm just so. My wife is a real bitch. We have jobs to do. We're professionals. How are we supposed to provide? How are we supposed to provide for our baby families? I have a baby reputation to keep. A very small baby-sized reputation. But it's big in my mind because my whole life is very small. Timmy's small as fuck. He's a little bitch, too. Yeah, and I can't even really walk around on my two legs yet, but... (laughs) I'm still crawling a little bit sometimes. Walking's hard. Yeah, you lose your balance really easy. Right right before and after your nap when you're still a little tired. When your mom has to put your shoes on for you. Of course you're going to crawl a little bit. And we get criticized for it from our parents. Timmy says, Timmy says, if you don't walk, then you, you shouldn't talk. Don't talk. So, yeah, I mean, especially you, you John, if you don't have two legs, you don't even walk. So you, you shouldn't talk so much. Yeah. You shouldn't talk so much. Ooh, Debo. You shouldn't talk so much. Whoa. Wow. Should we talk less? Oh my gosh. What are they? It's like they're trying to tell us something, John. I'm not getting it. I mean, they both have two legs, so I believe in that. I mean, here's what I heard. Great job. Yeah. Great segments. Get more gold stars, more gold swastikas. Best raps. Top tier raps. Exactly. Top tier tiers also, because we make people cry off how good this is. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, good to see you again, yeah, baby, baby producers. Good no, to see you guys. You guys take a nap. It yeah, was, it was fine. Uh, there's more. There's more cocoons, I think, back there. So just do whatever. Exactly. Like Ray takes care of you, basically, at this point, right? Yeah. I, yeah. She's she's the best daycare. Uh, she's the best caretaker in general on the pod, probably. Yeah. I mean, here, do you need some warm Carol and sweet tea to make you feel you a little better? Warm worms. Yeah. Do you just need somebody to like? I don't know. Pat you on the back and you burp. Is that what's going on right now? Yeah, I can, I can go for it. That sounds really great. I just threw up just a little bit, but it's because Timmy's mom puts a little bit of vodka in the milk. But it's okay, because she's a really nice lady. She's kind of the coolest. She's. She's, she's the best. And Timmy's the coolest, and I hope that you guys, I hope that you guys figure it out. Yeah. So just, you know, you're doing pretty good. You're trying hard. You guys are, you guys are actually okay. You don't, 
you know, when I said you shouldn't talk, you should talk less, you, you, I mean, you probably should, but you can talk just as much as you do. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, we can do so much in post anymore that it really doesn't matter what you say anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if we think it's a little unprofessional to have a meeting while you're actually podcasting, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pro. We've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll just, we'll edit this out too. It's fine. Exactly. Um, I'm just going to kind of crawl back and probably fall asleep partway, okay? I'm really sleepy. All right. Oh. Should we take them back to the I mean, they live on the... Which way? Are they supposed to sleep face down or face up? I don't know. All right. Play the ball as it lies. That's right. That's what I say. So now it's time for your favorite segment, the number one segment in all the galaxy. Get ready for... The one thing that Brent always says about Dyson. That one thing Brent always says about Dyson. Welcome back to That One Thing Brent Always Says About Dyson. And, if I recall, the one thing I always say about Dyson... He loves snacks. You're here to hear first, universe. And that's how we play that one thing Brent always says about Dyson. That one thing Brent always says about Dyson. Which brings me to number two on the top 20 of science version of Global, I guess. Countdown. Nah. The Sirens of Titan by Kurt Vonnegut. Hot pick. Yeah. Throw, wait, big, big time throwback. Yeah, big time. Um, here's the thing I love so much about that book. He's such a good writer. Like, he's just such a good writer. I mean, I feel like we read that book. I love the story. It was complicated. It traveled through space and time. Characters changed identities. Everybody had different roles at the start. But Kurt Vonnegut is just such a good writer that it was just delightful to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember um, when we read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, uh, I, I, you know, for whatever pretentious reasons, I talked a little shit about Philip K. Dick and some of the times that, like, the text was kind of clunky and it took me out of the story. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Vonnegut, I just, you never experienced that. Um, it's just as complicated, even though much shorter than some of the, like, like Dune-type books. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funnier... Uh, than, than I think, um, like the Hitchhiker's Guide books. You, it's funnier. I mean, the jokes probably are just as funny, but there's so much more behind them. Like, it's funny in spite of human frailty mm-hmm. or how terrible people are to each other. Instead of just like this was a setup in a in a, in a bit and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the jokes are connected deeply to the story and also to being human. Yeah, yeah. The other thing. I mean, you said like. It, the jokes don't take you out of the narrative, which is interesting too, though, because he even does things that are almost funny or jokes within the structure of language itself. Yeah. But even that keeps you within, like, in universe. It, it doesn't do it in a way that pulls you out of that at all. Yeah. With regards to those things, it almost seems like because the stories and the writing itself is so compelling that those things that intentionally break the fourth wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
seem like it almost makes the book itself exist in the universe. Mm-hmm. And like you, you got this, um, you know, this kind of this gem. That this again, this book, you, you ripped a book out of another mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. and you get the chance to read it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, it, it it does make sense, but it's. Um, I think thinking about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where that's actually a premise of it, that the Hitchhiker's Guide book itself exists in universe, but differently than I think what you just said. Whereas, you know, the the um, and maybe it does the Hitchhiker's Guide book itself reads a certain way and it is a little bit funny, but it has a little bit different tone than the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book by Douglas Adams than the in-universe book does. Right. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. And I think at, at his best, Douglas Adams with the Hitchhiker's Guide books, like, is a, is a Kirk Vonnegut mm, type, yeah. you know? Yeah. When he does it well, yeah. it's... And it is, again, it's always because the jokes aren't just... Um, they aren't just funny. They're also incredibly sad sometimes, mm-hmm. or um, incredibly human in, in, in some other way besides just being, you know, a laugh a minute slapstick. That's thing, right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Kurt Vonnegut too, he's telling a larger story about how the universe holds together, um, <laughs> and and how humanity or other species exist in in the entire universe. Um, yeah, which is much larger than maybe just some of Douglas Adams, like kind of jokey. Although he does a similar thing, but yeah, yeah the way that Vonnegut does it, just so sophisticated. And I feel like, and maybe, I don't know, maybe we should almost like reread or just finish the rest of the Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide books because um, the alien characters in Kurt Vonnegut's books seem like they give just a much better perspective on the human uh you know the the earth man condition mm-hmm. they they poke at its you know kind of frivolity uh or um you know just kind of the insanity of of what some people are doing here but it's not at all a holier than thou thing it's like um, well, I, I don't know. Like the the alien perspective is just it cuts deeper. I think in the Kurvanica one, even though like there's Ford Prefect who is is literally an alien, mm-hmm. but he kind of just functions as a another just kind of fucked up, yeah, like human or whatever. And so you never really get a super deep sense of perspective from another race that has that. Versus like in Kurvanica, there's there's so many other races like aliens, whatever that really give you a sense of like, I don't know, they, they make the, the human condition, the, the earth man, the thing that they're after both totally trivial, but also meaningful, mm-hmm. like in spite of itself a little bit, um, which is, yeah, it's, this is going to sound very trite, but like magical in some, mm-hmm. some kind of real way for sure. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's, I like doing this because I like I honestly forget about some of these books until I can just brought it up now. So. It's it's that one's been a long time since we've read that. Yeah, but it's delightful. Yeah, yeah, and and one you know that does it in a very compact. It was a quick read, all things considered, but the density of that book, the way you know that was not to continue to rag on the iRobot movie, but my big frustration with just like saying you know characters just say stay so flat or static but in a book like uh the sirens of titan 
feel like every single one of those characters goes through one or two or three transformations in terms of who they are as a character, how they function in relationship to other characters in that book. Mm-hmm. And so just that kind of complexity alone, I think I was really interested in. Yeah. And even, um, again, kind of talking about just like the other race or other yeah, alien race kind of scenario thing in that one. Like Salo, I, I don't remember. Yeah, Tralfamadorians. Like I don't remember this super distinctly, but Salo like ripped himself apart or something at the end as well, and like that was such a an impactful moment. Like to be able to care about something that's literally alien, like mm-hmm. is is super powerful writing. And Andy, he humanized it. He just showed what the stakes are for capital L life in the universe and then you know broke it in certain places to like to break your heart essentially Mm -hmm. um so yeah like and that's the thing like there was heart and uh sadness in that book where it just never quite came to at least so far in the hitchhiker's guide books Mm -hmm. just as funny but without like the other end of that so so i think that's kind of a frustration with the hitchhiker's guide books is that you know, I, I like, you know, we love the jokes, yep. um, but then there's no bigger payoff after that, really, um, versus like Kurt Vonnegut, where you got tons of both. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're, we're at it. I'm Ayo. down to, I'm down to my number, my number one uh, rating of, of this first season. So of all the 20 or so books and movies that we've read, watched, etc., uh, this season, uh, number one, I'm clumping them together, and that's that Mad Adam trilogy by Margaret Atwood. Mm-hmm. Um, Orcs and Crake, The Year of the Flood, and Mad Adam. I would say, though, even of those three, so I, I, I love this trilogy. It was, as we have said, it was the only series that we started and then just got right through because I think we were both really excited to read it all. Mm-hmm. Um I think even of those three, though, if I had to choose, I think the year of the flood, in my mind, I was absolutely the most invested in mm-hmm. the middle book in the series. So I think the writing is excellent throughout. I think the way that Margaret Adam tells the story is excellent. That year of the flood in particular, though, and I said this a lot when we podcasted it, but it's just starting over, just retelling the same story that you've already told, but through new characters, through characters who are minor ones in the first book, having just a complete shift as a reader in your opinions of the hero characters in the first book in Orcs and Craig, I, I, I think the stakes for me in that one, it was like, you know exactly where it's going to end because it's going to end at the same place as the first one. But how you get there with these new characters and the perspective that you have on the original characters in my mind, just made for like such an engaging read and even more so than, than Matt Adam, the conclusion to some extent where everybody's reunited and and you still, you evolve some new characters in that book as well. But Mm -hmm. that year of the flood to me was really a standout book. And this trilogy as a whole completely stood out for me. Definitely. And yeah, we, uh, I don't know that, that, that final book was kind of the most traditional type narrative at least the way it was structured yeah so i don't know for that reason i mean it was totally like utterly engaging because already you're so invested in these characters but just wasn't there weren't as many like 
kind of eye-popping, mind-blowing moments in that one. Um, almost, and I think it's almost strictly because of just the way that it was kind of all set up. Because the first one, you're orienting yourself inside this universe, mm-hmm. and several narratives are happening at, the, happening at the same time, and you're just trying to kind of figure it all out, figure out the stakes of everything. Um, and yeah, I agree that that second one, um, because I think overall the character is just a lot more lovable. <laughs> like yeah. in, in the first book, you end up caring for somebody who ends up just genuinely being a very bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, well, so, so, so yeah, it's, um, you get perspective on your, your own experience of the first book through the second book. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, it almost lessens not the impact of the book, but the impact of, yeah, the people and their actions within the book. Because, yeah, again, you're right. You know where it goes. And the, the struggles, the uh, what people are fighting against in the second book just seem a lot realer, um, a lot closer to the average kind of person's experience, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we talked a to this about this at length, but I feel like um, such a good story in terms of it being great on its own merits, you know, convincing story, interesting characters, interesting premise, but also tons and tons and tons of very direct, like, kind of social commentary. Yeah. Um, and those type of books, I feel like, generally have a problem striking that balance between mm-hmm. like this is an interesting story and this is uh, propaganda is not the right word but propaganda for some specific cause mm-hmm. and, and and yeah this book is like you end up obviously caring for like oh man if we continue down x y or z path everything's gonna get fucked up um but that doesn't come to the front of your brain because it's just it's a great story mm-hmm. you know e- even if the things that were being referenced and the way we got to a certain place uh, isn't an actual kind of dire circumstance for your real world. Right. Right. So be careful out there. That's right. Yeah. There's, there's some that we've read that maybe it's just a little bit more uh, the hypothetical theoretical physics. I mean, even the three by problem to some extent, you know, where that actually exists in the universe, maybe less pressing for our readers. Um, but some of the stuff in Margaret Atwood, you know, like uh, climate change or like a bioengineering, very, very relevant. And, um, but you're absolutely right. Like just reading through that, the way that she tells that story. Well, I think partly because there's never quite a, a clear hero character in it either. You know, that was the thing reading that first one, it felt like that Jimmy snowman maybe was, and I think really identified with him. But then by the second one, I was like, Nope, uh, not a good dude. And then in the next one, you've got, um, Ren and Toby who take that on. But in the like grand scheme of that universe, they're like minor players, but the book becomes about them and they, they move the narrative forward. And then in that last one, you get a little bit more of, Zeb, I guess, more than some of the others. and But none of them have clear, uh, you know, they're not, like, morally perfect. There's not, I forget what book we were reading, but, like, Adam said something about, like, there's not, like, a prophecy in this one that says, like, you're the chosen one. And there's certainly not in the Mad Adam series. 
And so I think that too, that there's not like one clear, uh, one character who's has the moral high ground ever in that series, even, yeah, really no one has that to claim. Yeah, all like all the muddy, uh, all the all the muddies, all the water gets muddied for everybody, um, because well, for one, because of the circumstances of like, this the world got torn into shreds, <laughs> and let's figure it out, and like, how do we, where do we go from here? Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess you know, a book that I liked but just didn't quite get to this level. Maybe it was something like Ender's Game, um, or. I don't know, maybe this is unfair because Ender in the, in the story is just a kid, but like he is the you know ultra moral kind of ideal of perfection. He makes the right decisions. He does this. He does that. Even as mm-hmm. a youth, and so you kind of anticipate that that will continue in his lifetime. But but yeah, like the people that you do end up rooting for um, have very human-like decisions and, and nobody mm. um, nobody in the real world that you, deal, that you deal with is going to be an ender and, and you will meet a million you know Toby's Debs yep. so, so, so and maybe we have the advantage obviously of reading a trilogy instead of just a single book but um, by I, I think not maybe not by far but like definitely the most human characters exist in these books um and yeah it's like literally think bad things are happening what would you and your friends how what would your story be like given these circumstances Mm. and it feels almost like that where i can believe in these people they have genuinely feeling relationships um and yeah just give them a premise and like this is how it plays out Mm. kind of um so yeah it's uh Oh, oh, Marg, she nailed it. Maggie Yatz. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that is that is it. I mean, of, of the stuff that we read, that series, again, I also had the advantage of not really having many preconceived ideas about it going into it. And so really got to explore that universe and get to know it. But um, yeah, I, I love that trilogy. Orcs and Create caught me off guard. And then Year of the Flood, I thought was even better. And yeah, I really love those books. Mm-hmm. If I, I think if I made my top, because your top three was Dune, Science of Titan, then that trilogy. Yeah. I th- I think my my top three would almost certainly be the exact same. There might be a slight alteration in order. Maybe uh, maybe Margaret Atwood, well, Margaret Atwood, Dune, Science of Titan, but it probably depends on just the mood. Sure. Which kind of proves, I don't know, that they're all such, you know, that they're all written in such a high degree, super... Super quality, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want more jokes, well, that's the thing. Like, let's talk about it. A, uh, um, I don't know, like the jokiest to the least jokey, you know, dude. Pretty straightforward, yeah. Pretty serious. Margaret Atwood, some funny moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut, very funny, very human. Um, and then I don't know, I guess, what, what's the other metric that kind of proves how good they are in the opposite direction? Like, uh, level of universe development yeah yeah that's exactly what i was thinking um well i don't know that's a really really tough question Mm -hmm. because dune is a totally invented universe um true which is super robust for what it was which is probably why the book was so long 
but, but the other two are both just kind of riffs on what mm-hmm. your earth life is already like in some some sense so i don't know that's maybe not a good metric but regardless on any given day <laughs> one of those three might be my favorite sweet as well yeah for sure yeah all right and that's <laughs> yeah we've done it wow well uh thanks for sticking with us i know i think that's man we've had a lot of guests we've had our producers yell at us so we've you know now that, that there's there's sleeping like yeah. sleeping like walks like babies sleeping like babies <laughs> yep they, they smell like they maybe need to get a diaper change but no. that's not our responsibility not our deal it's not so, part of the contract yes but what is part of the contract well first of all we'll see y'all in season two Till next time, universe. But what is part of our contract with our number one sponsor, Carolyn's slightly sweeter, no, slightly sweet tea. less sweet, slightly less sweet, sweet tea, sweet tea that's brewed the same way as a normal sweet tea, but then we remove some of the sweetness. Tea in the galaxy sip, and we're back. Is a little thing called wrapping it out. Let's wrap it out. This is the actual number one bit in the universe. Yeah, and this right one. Then, I mean, Segment. Yeah, and we actually have um, we have um, you know a very special beat made by a friend far away for us. Uh, so, and also I feel like this is you know this is this one's going to be like the SFBCPC anthem. I feel like I agree. I want to rap about everybody. Yep. So this everything. goes this goes out to uh, to MC Super Sexy Christmas Special. We mm. miss you, buddy. You ready? Yep, yep. Yep. I mean, traditionally, I guess I'll start and see what happens. Yep. 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 SFBCPC, y'all. That C plugger into that robot god wall. My boy, John. Holographic projection. Going to the store, get that meta sun. It's got the space blue. Turning blue. Like a blue craker. Blue maker. Blue Fremen. Blue women. They're all blue. He sees you. Sees you with his eyes coming through that lip portal. Adam's coming through. He's coming over hurdles. He runs sometimes like a marathon. Uno dos tres. See ya, son. Yo. Yeah. 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 That's right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Bring the beat back. Yep. Yo, my uh, girl Z out there spitting rhymes. She's out there making good times for people who like to read. <laughs> like you, listeners, you're the best. Uh, you are probably not impressed by the ability to rhyme here. We are a bunch of clear-eyed people, like Ben Stein would want. Clear eyes. Yep. Yep. For your time. Times. Yo, we drink coffee and sometimes beer. We sometimes have some fears of our pasts and our histories. We are mysteries. Yo. Dyson. Yo. 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 Where's Dyson? Bring him back home. Yo. Bring him home. He's not a clone. We're in the zone. Quest for Dyson. Coming to you, your daughters and your sons. He's 
having lots of fun in that time traveling through that space and time. He's coming to you, making up rhymes, obviously, because that's the easiest rhyme. Yo, 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 yo. Ray's sleeping in that big old cocoon. Scooting around, needs more room. Getting older, getting to know her, getting to see ya, come and meet ya. Yo, 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 yo. There's a small wiggler on the loose, coming to ya like a Canadian moose. He's Canadian like Margaret Atwood. He's, he's a pretty, pretty cool dude. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Wait. Wait. Wait for that beat to drop. Bring it back. Yep. Maybe. Yo, yep. I, 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 yep. I want it. Yep. We're waiting. Yep. It's coming back. Yeah, I'm just going to do a little, uh, you know, this is not going to rhyme, but I just want to some shout-outs to my boy Steve. Uh, I want to give some shout-outs to all the worms that didn't get eaten this season. Yo. Some shout-outs to anybody who's listening. Y'all are the best. I want to kiss your foreheads. Yo. Uh, my name is John, and I am one of your hosts. I'm also maybe a ghost. Uh, just kidding, I'm a projection. I'm uh, not your best son if you're my mom. You have a lot of sons, and uh, I took a girl to the prom one time. Yeah. It was fun. We danced, and we uh, didn't drink alcohol because we were too young. Did any of that rhyme? I don't know. I'm bad at this. And kind of slow. Uh, and I want to kiss that girl that I went to the prom with once. Uh, kind of slow rhymes, kind of grimy stuff is happening. Yo, yo, uh, yo. Uh, bad, bad, bad rap, bad verse. Yo. See ya. Yo, see you see next verse. Yo, yo. The, after this one. Yo, coming yeah, to ya. Steve's walking around inspecting our ships, shooting the fire from those hips. He's got six butt cheeks, what I heard. It's coming to ya, sci-fi nerds. He's living and dying by the rule of ship inspectors. Yo, yo. Sometimes he drinks, sometimes he drools. He's wearing that big belt, keeping up with lava melt. He's also knows about geology, coming to you, swinging from trees. Yo, yo, yo. time because I'm just a baby. See you ladies. Um baby producers coming to you. We've been rapping since we see at the zoo. I love going there on a field trip. I'm spitting rhymes, I'm spitting my wit. Um see you later. It's getting slow, slow jam. Here we go. Producers, some baby crap. That's the last time I read that 
That's it. One last time. I'm sorry. Uh, no. There's other things to rhyme with rap and crap. No, it's a... I no, no. A, I don't know. We're so babies. I think maybe it's a trap. We don't know a lot of words. And we don't know what tree sound is. Yo. Yep. Come on back. Ned. What? Put the babies to bed. Now it's on the track. We uh out here rhyming. We're out here all the time and sometimes you wish we weren't because we're dummies and you eat some yummies. Yo. That's food. Eat popcorn. I got it on my head like a Unicorn. Unicorn. But instead of a horn I got a popcorn bag. Uh you and your mom are popcorn hags. Uh, live in a forest, making treats. Um, I need to leave. <laughs> Keeping it neat. And I'm done. Yep. Okay, yep. Oh, hey, baby. Oh, hey, what's up? Yo, okay. Baby, a okay. Yo. 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 Okay. Okay. Yo. Sci-fi book club. We're sending it back in time. Keep it up if you're going to keep in the rhyme. I'm going to keep making that rhyme. Time and time again. Why? You always just win. Because you're my friend. Yo. 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 You're my friend. Uh, I don't like the other guy, though. John's a weirdy. Because I got three legs and he's teary about it. He's crying even though I've got more sick rhymes than he does all the time. And I just got here wanting to make him good. I want to make him get in the hood. Uh, because that's where the people are. And they're really nice and they will take you far. And they will make you famous as a podcaster. I got a gun and it's a blaster. Um, me and Hob, me and Chewy, bring your blaster. Let's get, get, get yep. gooey. Yep. That's part yep. of Greedo. Yep. He's a weirdo. And we're all about here about to eat Cheetos. Yo, yo. 900 years. It's a real long time to keep sliding back, getting in time. <laughs> yo, yo. I said it once and I'll say it twice. Coming to you. I'm making that rhyme real nice. Coming to you from this time. Living on a pod. It's, I don't know. Make that rap once, make it twice. Yep. I'm in Fremen times, I got spice. Got that melange, my eyes are blue. Yep. I'm trying yep. to reach out to somebody. Maybe it's you. Yep. Uh, maybe it's your whole crew. Maybe it's your yep. girl. Maybe it's your friend. His name's Earl. That's a show uh, that was on ABC. Y- y'all know that, though, because you live in 1983 sometimes. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Y'all heard raps? That was a baby me. That was not actually me, though. It was a holographic projection of a ghost. He was a hero. Um, we're all having fun. Yo, sometimes it gets real dark and spooky here. I can't see it because it's not real clear. We might have a haunting on this place. It's coming to you from outer space. We living up in these future times we coming <laughs> to you like Buster Rhymes we, that's a different kind of rhyme coming to you I don't want to rhyme lines either because we've done that a lot you rhyme with lines? yeah can that be you all that we got? <laughs> double rapping yo uh, we're yo. out here yo. being trap beings um, people love it trapping foxes <laughs> yo yo we're like rapping foxes Slide. Bunch of white guys. We're projections of them. We're out here uh, trying to get a bubble. We're trying to elevate the game, trying to get loving. Like McDonald's. I'm loving it. I'm eating Ronald's shit. No, not literally. Yo, yo, that he produces 
no, there's no good rhyme. I, I fucked up. Yo. Yo. Why would you say that? Why would you eat that? It's the same rhyme. I'm wearing this big hat. It's pretty funny. It's funny guys coming to you. Being real sly. I'm sly like a sneaky fox. I'm trying to rhyme that with my oxen on the organ trail. Dysentery. Coming to you. Gonna have to pee in this river before I can ford it. Before I can board it. Broken axle on the pod. Get Steve out. He's got that sweet bod. He's gonna fix it with his tools. Gonna fix it for my my mules. That's what he's gonna fix, so I can ford the river. Yano Swick. Yep. 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 What was that? That meant nothing. Woo! Gonna fix my swimming pools. Gonna get out here and be a fool. Gonna get Matthew McConaughey to uh, drool on me. Because I like that kind of thing. Because I'm weird. Um, Matthew McConaughey 1.0. Um, you're out here. I'm gonna give you one leg, bro. Uh, I'm gonna get out here and drink some coffee. I'm about to, yep. uh, yep. eat some toffee. Yo. Cause it's good. Yo. It goes well with coffee, cause coffee's a little bitter and toffee's kinda sweet. Um, you're out here and you wanna compete. Yo. Can. Sorry. Yo. Coming up, last verse. Last verse time. You guys bored yet? Yo. Yo. <laughs> they love it. Now your favorite segment, bore your listeners to tears. Yo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're wrapping it to you from right here. It's, it's the time when you cry from those eyes. It's the time when you cry if you're girls or guys. This is so it's the build-up. We're waiting to drop that beat. It's coming to you, cooking up some fresh meat. It's like a kind of bacon waking up in the morning. Coming to work, eating... Mormons? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yo, 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 we work all day and all night long. Coming to you, just want to sing you a song. It's a rap that comes from across outer space. It's coming to you, make you happy in your face. Like a happy, safe place here at the Sci-Fi Book Club doesn't... Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh. yep. Uh-huh. Make these signs for you to hear. You are uh, broadcasting from 900 years in the future. I got sutures in my head from getting hit by some bread. It was a baguette, and it was very crusty. That's right. I That's right. smell bad. I'm a little musty. Yeah. I want to talk to you about Krusty the Clown. He's from Simpsons. He makes me frown. I don't like clowns. They're pretty bad. I think that I am a pretty good dad to these babies. Yo. But I'm not their Yo. little dad, Yo. so don't, Yo. Do, don't confuse anything. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Right. Yo. Yo. I mean, I mean... I'm just a baby and I'm coming to you. I think that I'm playing with this goo. It came from my body and I don't know what it is. I'm all kinds of stuff comes out of my head. Some fingers and poops and peas and throw up sometimes and sometimes it's on me. It's I understand he's not a good dad though. My real dad, he who never treat me this way. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm actually John. But I'm gonna rap like a baby. I see you out there, you're a dog, you got rabies. And that ain't cool. Falling from the mouth like a fool. Like a gruel maker. That's a type of food, and I'm a Quaker. Yeah. Like oats. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got moats around my castle. Yeah. Um, a hassle to deal with, because I'm a little baby, and that's real shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's Simon and Garfunkel. They're like our favorite uncles. They're singing the best songs in the world. Singing the best songs like they're Kurds and Way. Like Mary had that little lamb. Mary had that bitty blam. It blew up. Rap words. Yo. Yo. Uh, Yo. I think we're done here. Yo. I think y'all are done too. It's been a good season. See you in season two, universe. Bye. See ya. God damn. That's a long rap.